0: Uh, three two one hello my future girlfriend this is what i sound like i am 11 years old in the sixth grade in new mexico please pm me if i'm on yahoo chat bye thanks for stopping by (laughs) who is this exactly i figured that meme would be way too fucking old for you guys but Anyway, yeah. it's who's, called who's Kid Web. The there was a website. <laughs> We're Sardonicast, by the way. <laughs> I just confused the Hi. shit out of everybody. Hi. There was a website mm-hmm. back in early internet days of some kid that was trying to get a girlfriend and it was this really weird school photo. And I was hoping I was hoping that at least one of you would get it, but looks like it's not no. it looks like I'm no. too cool. We're all babies. Everybody That's an obscure meme. Uh, it's too obscure for all you You can find it on YouTube. Anyway, I'm Adam from uh, Your Movie Sucks. I'm Ralph from Ralph the Movie Maker, YouTube.com
1: slash Ralph the Movie Maker.
2: Okay, we get it. I'm Alex from I Hate Everything, and we're joined by...
1: I'm Quinton Reviews uh, from YouTube.com slash Quinton Reviews Kitchen (laughs) Sinks. Nice.
2: Is that really your...
1: (laughs) Put that promotion
3: in.
0: I've been dying to ask this question. Uh, okay. Is is your channel called Quentin Reviews because your name is Quentin? No. <laughs> okay,
1: this elaborate. is the most awkward <laughs> podcast. Starting <laughs> Strong. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so no. Elaborate. So I actually wanted to ask a question to you guys like um it was always funny when I started the the channel. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a title that was like a series title, you know?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so, so no. the 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 correct answer is that indeed it was that I was mm. like Quentin reviews. It'll be a, it'll be like the start of a sentence. So it'll be like Quentin oh, reviews see. this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was a really surreal day when people started to refer to that as my name. Did you guys mm. ever have that moment where like I hate everything mm-hmm. went from being the title something you worked on to being what people called you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I own it yeah. though. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm YMS. That. I'm the YMS guy. I don't even mind. Yeah. Yeah, I own it too. I don't Nothing give a shit. I love it. When did you start the YouTube's?
1: Oh, um, so I started I did a couple of videos in 2013. Uh when I was 16 years old. Uh and those were very embarrassing because I was 16 years old. So mm. you can't find you won't find those, <laughs> but but after I graduated high school, I I started doing them again. Uh, And that was in January 2016 was when I did my first modern video for the channel. Ah. What was that? (laughs) Did anybody hear
0: that noise? Yeah. No, I didn't. Oh, whatever. It It might not show up on the recording.
2: Are we in a friended right now? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. The glitch just typed. (laughs) It's a Skype ghost. Yeah,
0: there's a really weird (laughs) glitchy noise.
3: Dude, this is darknet. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, I think in the trailer he said it was Dark Web, and then they- t- He did! Cause, in the movie, it's Dark Net. Well, I was yeah, like, what the fuck? Because the, original the title, only reason I saw this movie. The original line. title wasn't Dark Web, it was Unfriended Game Night, but then Game Night came out, and then <laughs> oh. they, came, they decided, oh, what's a cool title? Oh yeah, it's about the Dark Net, let's name it Dark Net, but then they're like, ah, Dark Net sounds kind of lame, even though we already filmed the movie, and they only ever say Dark Net, so they changed the trailer to Dark Web. So that the title but, could but be why Dark Web. change the movie then? I don't know. Change the
3: movie to Dark Web. I don't know. They already did half the work.
0: Who Whatever. who here saw that movie? By the way, if we're going to talk about that because I did.
3: <laughs> not me. Uh, no. Not me.
0: Okay, just Ralph. Oh,
3: that's sad. Oh, and it's great. I mean, there's not much to t- talk about because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Yeah, sure. Because you know, there'll be the a review times. out
0: anyway. Let's. Uh, From let's... you? Yes. Well, at least I'm looking uh, forward. I mean, lovely. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll I'll come out with a quickie at some point soon, but I'm thinking I might want to do something more when it's out, because it is equally as frustrating as the first film.
3: I can't believe they released that in a theater, honestly. It's so funny. This is the cheapest and laziest movie I've seen in a theater in a long time, and yet they chose to release it. Hot garbage. Hot garbage, and it relied on a gimmick that people got sick of after the first uh, Unfriended.
2: I, I, I didn't want to pay money for it. You know I don't want to pay money to, to that kind of shit cuz it didn't even look funny to me Was it funny at least? It was hilarious I no, thought it was, it was, just, it was, thought it was boring. funny.
3: It's it's a it's movie funny. that's oh, like... this. You know what? There's some funny stuff in it like the the hacker guy having like he has a pitch shifted voice That's like really mm-hmm. deep right. and it sounds oh, yeah. fucking hilarious
0: And and how like the hacker guy who's whose identity is supposed to be secret
3: uses FaceCam. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like he's using FaceTime for oh, no reason man. Mm-hmm. The Facebook messages that can delete themselves, and how like reason, apparently nobody owns a phone and they can't text no. each
0: other any of this shit. It's like, oh no, the <laughs> hacker can see my screen. I can't no, tell but... anyone what's going on. Just fucking text them.
3: The hackers are watching the whole time. Yeah. All right, anyway, we're, we're spoiling sorry. too much. Yeah. But yeah, point yeah. is, it's great movie. <laughs>
1: Check it out. What now?
2: Yeah, you really sold me on it.
1: What I've always struggled yeah. with, as of recent, I guess, is that um, I don't really do hot takes anymore because they don't do as well on my channel. So mm. it's kind of hard to justify going to see a movie that I know is going to be terrible but mm. it's probably going to mm. do well financially, you know? Yeah, well, I get that.
0: Jason Blum movies are almost guaranteed to do well financially because they're so fucking mm. cheap, you know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing if the movie's good. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes you get whiplash and sometimes you get unfriended, too. Yeah. And then once in a, get get once in a blue moon. Yeah, it's a business model that does help some filmmakers break through, but it allows for a lot of shit. Yep. <laughs>
2: so. People love it. Yep, do you guys do. ever get sick of going to the cinema? Cause I, no. Sometimes I find it just such a rigmarole. I don't yeah. know how close, close it is to you, but I have to try for like means. 30 minutes.
3: A rigmarole? That's a British word. Um, It means <laughs> yeah. it's like a, a faff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a what? It's a faff. Do you know what a faff
0: is? Oh, no. You're using more <laughs> British words. Oh, that's
3: that's even worse. Um, I, I, a, hassle. Oh, a hassle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. you um, speaking my language. There we go. Yeah, because cause
2: you, you spend 30 minutes driving there. You've got to find a park. You get inside and then you have to sit there for thirty minutes while the same ads that you saw the last time play. I don't oh, know if yeah. this is the same. That's always fun. So yeah. you guys, I hate that just shit. I'm so sick of it. And then if the film sucks, it's like, well I just it's money and time wasted.
0: I just go for mm-hmm. a piss usually when the ads are playing, so Yeah, I don't know. me too.
3: I just get there I get there like, usually late. Get my drink or whatever. I'm like a I'm like a five minute walk from the theater. So I just show up see they do yeah. my movie pass thing. I love movie pass, by the way. I think it's fantastic. And then I just go to the theater and
1: just chill out. I sometimes find the trailers to be a little comforting, actually. The repetition of them? Uh, the fact that it's like the one part of, where you can just riff it with your friends kind of more loudly than normal. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's it's just, cool like, about it. That, that's what I yeah. like about that.
0: Depends on the
3: trailer for me. Yeah, Some sure. But you always get obnoxious. an audience reaction, which is interesting.
1: And I live yeah. in like a small state, so I really love the weird hokey ads you get at the start. Like, I know Ralph, of course. Oh, like, yeah. what was it? The couch guy? Oh, oh, Jordan's
3: furniture, and he told <laughs> he told us about how the IMAX seats are made out of Tempopedic memory foam, and that you can get it in the sofas he's selling outside the theater. It's fucking mm. great. <laughs> I love that. I love that
1: place. It's definitely a must see <laughs> if you if you're uh-huh. in that area.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: it's I can, awesome. I can deal with the trailers, but it's the. It's the endless car adverts. I don't know if it's like that for you guys, but it's like these ridiculous car adverts with these huge budgets that sometimes have better special effects than the film (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. to play.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then they play them for forever because it's like, well, we spent all this money on this car ad, so they'll play them Mm -hmm. for an entire fucking
1: year. Most of the time, the car ads disguising themselves as movie ads look better than the movie ads. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Some of them, yeah. I feel like every fucking car ad... Is One of those it's it's a commercial where you can well not every single one, but so many of them You don't even know it's about a car until the end Mm -hmm. because it's trying to it's trying to advertise a lifestyle or a Personality like oh, yeah, this Mm -hmm. is like a hip trendy setting environment friends blah 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 Oh, bam at the end. It's a car or like you're in the outdoors Mm -hmm. camping family. Oh, bam. It's an SUV you know like because yeah. the, we've run out of ways to advertise features because every car basically does the same thing except maybe <laughs> Tesla at this point which they don't even need to make those kind of ads cuz people are hyping it up by themselves you know yeah, where's the innovation point, in well, the in the industry at this point
3: that's 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 advertising though it's never been about the car it's about making a memorable ad and then the car is like just a part of it they'd be able to advertise features if they had features to advertise
0: you know, that should be the sure. selling point.
3: But who gives a fuck about the features? Not not really. I don't care. It all does the same shit, like you said. So you might as well just make a memorable ad. Elon Musk gives a shit about the features, Ralph. Sure, and that's why Elon Musk is the best, but I can't expect everyone to be Elon Musk. They keep directors
1: employed, these silly ads. <laughs> so God bless them. When you guys, like, see remember an ad that you saw for a car, do you remember what car it was, or do you remember every other element of the ad? And then you're like, wait, what car was, were they even advertising there? I think I would yeah, if I was
0: a car person. You know? Yeah, exactly. If I, I, I that gave a shit about cars, then I would totally remember. But mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I just I have yeah. something that gets me from point A to point B, and it's dependable, and I'm happy about it. It's not new. It's not fancy. It's a hand-me-down, whatever.
3: Yeah, it's simple. Mm-hmm. You want the bare-bones car, but then they advertise, like you said, the lifestyle. Oh, if you're a mom with two kids, get this van. And it works it always Uh works. Yeah, see fucking all the moms have that van and then all the cool uh, Dads going through midlife crisis have some fucking convertible if you're if you're a fucking freak get the Honda element drive around a fucking cube Uh Yeah, and if you want your car to explode
0: you get a Tesla. It's not gonna be aerodynamic or anything It's not gonna be it's not gonna have much functionality It might just be bigger on the inside, but it's gonna look like shit. You want to drive a car that Mm -hmm. looks like shit Feel proud (laughs) about it. This is the car for you. Mm Mm-hmm
1: you feel very strongly about that.
2: I just don't like cube cars. <laughs> Speaking of adverts, uh, Comic Con just squirted out a bunch of trailers. Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about any of those. A lot of them were pretty funny in my opinion. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked what I saw of. Um, I'm a big fan of. The character of Captain Marvel, (laughs) a.k.a. Shazam. Uh, (laughs) Mm. Which, I've never understood how it it works that he's called Shazam. Because, like, him saying Shazam turns him into the hero. So, I don't know how anyone figured out that was his name. He couldn't, like, (laughs) tell to the press. Because they didn't Mm. want a lawsuit. (laughs) Yeah. I saw the trailer for that, and I thought that looked really funny and really brilliant. You see, my thing about superhero movies is... I think it's really frustrating how it seems like it's got this... A lot of those, the comics and the movies have this weird WWE aspect mm. where people pretend like the most interesting aspects of the characters are like, this one is the strongest or this one is the fastest. And the, one of the reasons I've always liked Shazam slash Captain Marvel is that he, it's just like a cool idea for a superhero, like a very young child that turns into like this Superman-esque hero and has to figure it out. I just think as a premise, that's really promising and it, it yeah. honestly looks like one of the best DC films they've put together so far.
3: That's the issue, is that it's DC. I'm um, like, all right, you guys haven't made a good movie, and I keep giving you chances, and you never do it. And now they're, like, copying the Spider-Man formula and hoping that it'll work. So, uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm really not looking forward to what they're doing. I mean, we'll a little see. better than Aquaman. I mean, again, it's a trailer. so I can't look at that
0: film conceptually without thinking of, like, Really awkward or weird moral implications that could arise if it wasn't a PG thirteen movie. Like he basically mm-hmm. just skipped puberty, right? I don't yeah. know. What is? Is he allowed to fuck <laughs> little stay, girls? Is he, still, like, is he still? Like, um, is he still whoa. a boy on the
3: inside?
1: Whoa. 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 Yeah, what would yeah. happen? These are not things.
3: <laughs> are these things mentioned in the comic, Quentin? I don't know. You know. You'd know if anybody.
1: Um, I haven't like read all the source material. I know for a don't while. Know. It used to be two separate characters. Like the kid would turn into Captain Marvel, but they were still different characters. Oh. So it was mm-hmm. like it was like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. So like it's not like Captain Marvel was immature. Mm. I think in in the nineties they changed it so that it was still like that so that it's one it's one character. Okay. I, I think it's Billy Baston? Is that right? I don't know.
0: Does he have like a tolerance to alcohol or would it just be like he gets shit faced after one drink? <laughs> See these are the things I think about, you know. uh, (laughs) When you well there is I wanna know everything.
1: I think in the trailer you see him buying alcohol, so I guess we'll find out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so. It looks a lot more uh,
0: lighthearted than any other DC thing that I've seen.
3: I certainly think so. But that doesn't again, it's just a trailer, but that doesn't mean it's gonna be good. I have no faith in these people. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. Didn't they like
0: abandon everything? Aren't they doing like a huge workaround now? They're they're like abandoning well, all the shit that they coming out. out. I don't know what's yeah, happening what anymore.
3: Gonna... Oh man,
1: what do you think of Aquaman?
3: Quentin? It looks hilarious. I'm sad, I... <laughs>
1: I. uh, that was the one trailer I didn't uh, get to watch because I like mm. I don't I don't know if I mentioned this, but I I was on vacation the couple days before this, and there's an interesting story that I'll I'll tell later about that. Okay, um, cool. But the the poster is uh hilariously bad. <laughs> it's like tinted blue, and there's like these stock images yeah, the of 3 sharks, sharks yeah. yeah, there's some gay like, images Special effects that look like it looks like something from like one of the bad Jaws sequels that no one talks about Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean you haven't seen the trailer But as someone who has I can say that the the actual film looks just as bad if not worse It looks <laughs> yeah. terrible. I'm hyped for it. Oh, yeah, that's something <laughs> that I could actually see because it looks funny. Like, why would you yeah, even or, make or a exactly. film about Aquaman in the first place? He's, he's a meme. <laughs> yeah. Everybody hates him. For like, the meme. Every single yeah. pop culture reference to Aquaman <laughs> post, like, 1960s has been like, ha what a fucking lame superhero. Yeah. You know?
4: Like, him <laughs> know and Kite Man tried to are, to make are almost on cool. the same level. Yeah. yeah, yeah they, the they,
3: they tried to overdo it. They should have just it. Like, they're really it. compensating. They It's just, like yeah, a movie yeah. compensating for having a small dick. It's just like, look yeah. how badass he is. It's Jason Momoe. He's got no shirt. It's so he's funny. He's a badass. Look, <laughs> he's, he's got a big beard. It's like Aquaman still fucking sucks, dude. There's nothing you yeah. can do to make me not laugh at this character. They're trying to use every joke. superhero he talks that they fish. have. Uh-huh. But His powers,
1: he talks to Some of them are kind of lame. <laughs> I think you can make a good movie out of it. I just don't think the direction they went is the direction that they should have gone i don't mm-hmm. know
3: i don't know how you make a good movie out of it unless you make it like 22 jump street or something where it's yeah just that's like, what i was thinking yeah, it jokes. has to be so tongue-in-cheek yeah, yeah. but yeah. that doesn't fit with the rest of it at all right what they're
1: trying to do and that's the problem with the cinematic universe for me i talked about this in my um in my very in the moment review of the latest avengers film which i don't even mm-hmm. know if i agree with my review anymore but i talked about the fact that like i think the biggest problem with comics is that there were these superhero events that made the universe so consistent that a lot of cool comics were just like copy and paste in terms of the formula and tone of other comics. Like all of the DC comics said in New York have to keep within the same continuity, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for filmmakers trying to make interesting stories within the DC universe, knowing that they also have to like, they have to stick to all the other previous movies. Like you couldn't see justice league and then make a good Aquaman movie. Like, you, you don't have the artistic freedom mm-hmm. to, I think.
3: Yeah. It's like this weird middle ground where they, they, all the movies suck, but there's no consistency between them at this point, where they basically mm-hmm. just jump from genre to genre based on what character they're tackling. Yeah. So it's like you're, you're not even making a consistently good series. Like, Star Wars has, has maintained relatively consistent up till the new ones in terms of the quality and the genre and the tone of them. And it's like you can't. You, you can't, can't tr-
0: disagree. Yeah, and I was waiting for Alex to say it first. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, let let Alex let Alex tell me off. Let's go. Uh,
2: there there are two like perfect Star Wars movies. Then it's just you know whatever.
3: <laughs> the third one is not bad. The it's third one bad, isn't like it's this, this. It's not like this fucking disaster mess. Like it's some not disaster. Yeah. It's
0: just weird. Yeah. Two perfect Star Wars movies: Episode One yeah. and Episode Two.
2: We <laughs> just got a thousand more comments because we mentioned Star Wars. So thumbs yeah, thumbs up, guys.
0: Hell that's yeah! right, yeah. let's just all agree
1: that. The, let's just all agree that the the Star Wars holiday special we're agreeing is the one of one of the ones that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's
3: the best yeah, one yeah. because I yeah, haven't seen it. Perfect ones.
1: I kind of mm-hmm. disagree with the idea that it's bad for a fictional universe to have inconsistently toned stories. I think that's one of the cooler ideas. I like the idea of like Squirrel Girl and Iron Man existing within the same universe. Like oh, one comic yeah.
0: series. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Squirrel Girl. The furry.
3: Of course, well, well, of course I'm a Doctor I'm Who do that, fan, though. so I
1: have to be used to that. But go on. The, mar- yeah, the
3: Marvel ones are consistent in terms of the tone. But you don't really... They, from but the
2: get-go, though, it... you wouldn't think after Iron Man and then that Hulk movie that mm-hmm. eventually there'd be a film with a CG raccoon and a tree and that would somehow meld well with it. You know sure, I mean? but
3: they That's all follow point. the same template. They're all, like superhero action comedies. Yeah. That's what they all are. And even the darker ones yeah. are that. Rest in peace, James that. yeah Rest in peace, James <laughs> Gunn. Oh, yeah, rest in peace, James Gunn. We hardly later, knew ye but... <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do with Guardians three now.
0: Well I'm I'm that. assuming he wrote it already.
3: Yeah, okay that's good at least. I mean
0: they're so just going to yeah. throw it to somebody yeah, else. I, think it's, yeah, I don't think it's going to be so that, wildly That's never different.
3: worked out. That's the thing. I don't like where Marvel's headed this year. I yeah. mean, I liked Infinity War. I didn't like Black Panther that much. And, and Ant-Man. I don't know if we could talk about Ant-Man. I think we've all seen it, right? Uh, I, I refuse to, Marvel, but I yeah. am
0: comfortable with you telling me everything about it because I'm yeah, never going to see you're it. You're never going to watch it anyway. I'm never yeah, going to exactly. watch
3: it.
1: You, you never need to see it. I will go on the record to say that I, I liked the first Infinity War, I think. And I think the second one is destined to be bad, because yeah. all the characters I like are. Why uh, is that? All the characters I like, I think, are crumpled up leaves, and I feel yeah. like the the, conc- the conclusion's going to be kind of unsatisfying. I think.
3: No, I don't feel that way at all. What do you mean the best characters are leaves? The Captain America. Spoiler, <laughs> Spoiler warning. Spoiler <laughs> warning for Infinity War. Yeah, everyone's seen. Yeah. It. <laughs> I'm excited spoilers, to see
1: then. a conclusion to Captain America and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. and i guess the raccoon he's pretty cool but Rocket, <laughs> Rocket yeah rocket's alive I, come on i don't know i don't know if i'm too excited about everyone because these are like ensemble films mm-hmm. so the the gimmick is it's like seven films running at once if all seven of the films aren't great the movie's gonna be kind of bad so if i'm not super invested in captain marvel the other captain marvel you know Mm -hmm. I I don't know
0: I agree with you Quentin I don't have very low expectations but I'll agree that all of my favorite characters are not going to be play prominent roles in the next film which I think I mentioned this when we were talking about Infinity War um, on an earlier episode and I think you Alex and Ralph said that uh, your favorite characters were of the remaining
3: yeah. yeah, those are all my favorite. Yeah, characters. the originals, with the exception yeah, of Spider Man. Yeah. I disagree. Oh, well, Thor's still like, there. Spider Man's the only Thor. Newer. I like Thor's, Thor. Yeah, Thor's good now. Like Thor's good. Yeah, Thor used to be like the worst one, and now he's like the yeah. best one. Uh huh. Because yeah. he's
1: actually a character now. He's not like a joke. What were we talking about nice. before? Oh, like Ralph was saying, he didn't like <laughs> the direction we were going in. What we were we talking about before that? Well, <laughs> <Aquaman>. <laughs> we were
0: talking about trailers. We got into, <laughs> Aquaman, we got into <laughs> Aquaman. We got into extended universes, and I have a list of Comic Con.
3: <laughs> yeah i have oh, the yeah. comic-con trailers if we, if i can just list them
1: off yeah
3: oh, oh i haven't seen all of them
1: before you do that there's like um, hardly anything else of note. what about did you guys oh, see any of other stuff did you guys see the trailer for titans no.
0: yes it yeah, looks I saw
1: it. it looks so bad have you ever seen it looks like terrible have you ever seen like when like a group of fans who are barely like some one of them graduated film school they make like a trailer <laughs> for i don't know like live action captain planet or something yeah. And you're like, that looks kind of good, but mostly they're just, like, filming cosplayers at cool angles and adding in terrible special effects. Yeah. like fuck that. Batman. That, that is yeah, better like... than whatever they gave us with the Titans trailer. It looks yep. like a fan film. It looks
3: hilarious. It looks like hilarious.
2: Funny. It looks oh really God, funny. I don't, I don't right know now. if this is... Oh, my God! Batman. I don't know if this is, um... Oh, yeah, oh, that was man. funny. But is it... To me, it just looked like all the other DC TV shows. <laughs> You've yeah, have you seen like, any of those? Like the, no, I uh, have. I can't green, say. I've, I've, green. Arrow they're on Netflix. Flash. They all look terrible.
1: The one yeah. with John Pertwee's like, son, yeah. Dude,
2: they're hilarious. It, find a clip of um from the Flash of like it's either a gorilla or a shark, like a <laughs> huge CG shark, like crashes through a building and like it uses the entire budget for the whole season, and it's just so dumb. It looks it is. and this Titans thing looks no different to me. I know there are fans of these TV shows, but. Oh I'm one of them
3: it's it's made for younger like teenagers I think but like I saw Supergirl that shit is terrible It's it's so cheap looking and The effects <laughs> are so bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, like, all the, these DC The shows. writing is horrendous Yeah, they're all that bad. I from what I've heard. What's the what's considered the better one like flash or arrow? Those are good. I, I think the better it's ones.
2: green arrow and the flash. Yeah. yeah,
3: those are the ones that are considered good and I'm like really those are just those look just as bad as the rest of them. But I, I've heard people
1: <laughs> say that CW is now at a point where it's like it's really hard to just watch one of the shows because they yeah, have they're gone, all connected now. Yeah. It's gone to that level of cinematic about it, universe connectedness. Yeah. Which is really annoying.
3: So yeah. now you have to watch all this shit to make it make sense to you. As if hmm. watching one of these bad shows isn't enough.
1: Are we gonna be playing like brief clips of the trailers in this bit? No.
3: No, we oh, don't do that. No, we we don't, don't have the do budget that. for that. Shit. We're not in the same room <laughs> no. anyway,
0: if yeah. you haven't noticed.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to ask because, like, I just wanted to bring up the sound design in the Titans trailer specifically, although mm-hmm. it's an odd thing to bring up. It's so bad. There's this moment where, like, Robin's just firing away at the people in the alleyway, and then there's, like, someone on the ground, and Robin steps on, like, his cheek really lightly, Oh, yeah. And it just makes the loudest, like, bone-snapping yeah. sound you've ever yeah, heard. I saw that.
3: <laughs> oh, I have I have seen that. That's right. It was on Twitter. Someone put it on Twitter. It might have been one of you. Yeah, actually. it was me. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, it, was <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of uh, incredibly inconsistent tones, though, I, th- I think we failed to mention the most important example of that. Suicide Squad. You know? Yeah, well, that's <clears throat> within the
3: own movie. They couldn't even maintain a consistent yeah. tone. Yeah, exactly. And that's... And that's what I mean. That's what DC always does. They they make a they don't know what to do with themselves, so they just make a bunch of shit. I was thinking that's about this the, the, the other day one.
0: that I think out of every film mentioned on this podcast, we've mentioned Suicide Squad more than anything because it's always relevant, mm-hmm. you know. Really? It's a very special, very impactful film that has changed yeah. cinema. Oh, I see. It has changed the way we view things
1: it is so incredibly bad. I think about it sometimes because it's not just that the writing is is terrible because it is. It's not just that it's copy and paste plot from every other superhero movie when it could have been unique. It's also that like the editing is atrocious and it's like hard to watch and the music is terrible. Mm
3: -hmm. And it's an ugly looking movie. Like anything that could be wrong with a movie is in Suicide Squad and that's why it's always brought up because it's like whenever (laughs) you mention a flaw with something (laughs) else, you go, oh yeah, that's in Suicide Squad too. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's a shining example. (laughs) Yeah, it's a shining example of how you can do everything wrong. With a very
2: passionate fan base. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People (laughs) love that film. Oh, yeah. I was walking down the street the other day, and I looked in someone's window, and they were fucking watching it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You said it like you were horrified. Oh, man. This motherfucker's (laughs) watching this. It's one thing to
0: watch it. It's another thing to to buy all of the uh, merchandise and memorabilia. You know, like they sell a bunch of Suicide Squad posters at like Hot Topic and shit, and like iPhone cases with Jared Leto's The Joker. Mm. It's pretty good. I mean, I
1: I guess I can't judge people too hard. Yeah,
3: of course not. I'm glad they enjoy it. I'm always happy people enjoy things. I just, Mm. I can't enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. (laughs) And I gave my reasons why. (laughs) Because it's a disaster. Did you even see the extended cut? oh God oh the extended, I cut? extended I cut I forgot that there's existed. an extended cut yeah of course yeah. Well, like you know, DC movie that exists I, I didn't even know there was an extended cut it's yeah. it's yeah. a
0: marketing strategy so that when when it gets really terrible reviews in theaters people will go like oh yeah but the extended cut will fix everything it'll it'll totally make a different movie guys mm-hmm. and it's usually
2: worse yeah
3: it's, it's just yeah bullshit. it's just more of the same
1: crap yeah
2: yeah there are still people begging
1: Oh, I thought Batman v. Superman was like I didn't see the original cut, but I think I sort of gleamed what was and wasn't there. And I felt mm-hmm. like I feel like there's a there's like a good movie hidden in Batman v Superman. I like a lot of it. I kinda like the the fight between the characters, how it's sort of set up in a way where they're both right and they're both wrong. I just hate like I hate Lois Lane, the movie, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Her whole subplot was the most boring thing. And she did nothing.
1: Yeah, and I feel like even if the extended cut adds in more cool stuff that I like, you know, like the morality, there's that whole morality thing with Batman, like, basically, you know, marking people so that they can be killed in jail. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a big question, morality. I thought that was kind of interesting. Even if I like that, they didn't... The extended cut doesn't take out scenes with Lois Lane, you know?
3: Yeah. Looking back on it, Batman vs. Superman is one of the better ones. Not saying it's good, but there are things like that, like you said, with potential... There was it's got, got
2: a really couple good... of decent moments, but it's yeah, it pretty it's... painful to watch. Still,
1: uh, there's some there's some well shot stuff in it. I like. I agree. I think when I think of the characters in terms of being like when I think cinematic Superman, I don't think Christopher Reeves. I think that shot of Superman flying down with the um with the the, the thing he's carrying over his head. I can't remember what it is. Oh, the rocket ship that he's like saved. Oh when yeah. I think of Batman. I think a, I honestly do think I do think of Ben Affleck. In the suit, I think he fills it out really well. No, nah, <laughs> you lost me there.
3: You, so you think like the best version of Superman, what you picture Superman in your head, is Henry Cavill carrying that CG spaceship? I can't agree with you there. <laughs> I can't. I don't see it. Cause that that shot was like fucking miserable looking. Superman looked miserable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it looked like he was like he was posing for some fucking like edgy teen magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want I want Goofy Superman who like goes around the the planet a bunch of times really oh, fast fuck. to rewind time. Oh I love that God. shit, and that's why you can't get Superman and Batman in the same room because why I like Batman and Superman are very different reasons. But that's just me.
1: My biggest problem with Suicide Squad was sort of that was that like can you can you imagine the Suicide Squad Joker, and the bat yeah. and the Batman v Superman Batman like being in a scene together? Like that's that's the greatest representation of how tonally dis- dissonant these films are. You know. Mm-hmm. That that this film's version of the Joker and this film's version of Batman do not seem like they're from the same universe.
3: Yeah, because again, there's no consistency. There's no one at behind the scenes going like, "This Joker and this Batman need to work together." You can't just let Jared Leto do whatever the fuck he wants. I love Jared Leto, but he, what he came up with was stupid, and it's yeah. terrible representation of the Joker. And there's not an ounce of subtlety to it. Oh, but I'm damaged. So I have damaged on my forehead. The like, get that. Oh, yeah, he sent them pigs. I'm like, great. That doesn't make you a good actor. That doesn't make this performance good. I don't buy you as the Joker. And now they're redoing it, right, with Joaquin Phoenix? Well, there are probably two Joker movies in the works. That could be interesting.
0: You know, I love
3: Joaquin Phoenix. I've never seen him thing. do a
0: bad job in anything, honestly.
3: No, it would, that what would do you be all. Awesome.
0: DC in the mix
2: there. You well, know
0: yeah. possible. I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've never seen Tom Hardy do anything bad until the Venom trailer. And that's not yeah, DC. But what about, would that, be good what about that romantic comedy, <laughs> comedy he was in? Oh, I don't know. What, what are you talking about? Maybe oh, that
3: doesn't it. count. He was. What he do you made mean that a doesn't movie. count? He was. In his agents. His agents like, why don't you do a romantic comedy? Because they make money. He made some money. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: Okay. By that logic, Adam Sandler's never been in a bad movie.
3: <laughs> yeah, given that, that you are correct. No, but like Adam Sandler is the driving vehicle behind his own movies. Like his movies don't exist without him. And he goes like, all right, I want to make Jack and Jill. This is my next project. That's what well, makes because he wants to go on, go
2: on holiday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Money. So
3: that's an entirely different kind of hacky hacky actor. Like Tom Hardy's okay. just taking a paycheck, and he's like, I'm going to do my best, so I'll act like my character in the drop.
2: <laughs> Anything else of note from Comic Man or whatever? Comic Man?
3: <laughs> no, there's, I can list a few other trailers, because there are some good oh, things. Oh, yeah, there's the like, trailer uh, for- Better Call a- Saul, season oh, four. I didn't know there was a trailer for it. Yeah, looks pretty cool. I know you guys... Well, Quentin, do you watch it? I know Adam doesn't.
1: Uh, I'm, not, uh, yeah, I'm not on that. I'm pretty behind on that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't watched a lot of the original either. Uh, of uh, Breaking Bad? Yeah. Ooh, boy. It's on Netflix on
3: in it, right?
0: 4K <laughs> and nowhere yeah, else you in gotta. 4K. <laughs> you
3: can get it on Blu-ray. No, you can't you can get it on 4K. Probably Blu-ray. not 4K. Yeah, it's oh, on Netflix in well, 4K. I guess it's interesting. Under the Skin is on Netflix. It just got added. Hell oh, yeah. You should watch that too. Oh shit. That There's shit. a new fucking
0: David Farrier documentary on Netflix. The guy that made Tickled? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh really? I gotta watch I haven't, that. I haven't seen it yet, but I, I need to do that sometime this week.
3: The creator of uh, The Simpsons and Futurama oh, Matt yeah. Groen, has a new show. Graining. To Netflix. Mm. Is it a show? Gr- graining? Is yeah. it Graining or Groening? I
0: know it's pronounced weird. It's not pronounced how it's spelt, but it's definitely Graining.
3: Okay. Is, well, now is that I a know. Netflix
2: show or what?
3: I, I don't know if it's a show or a movie, but I mean, like it's the fucking guy something. made Futurama. Futurama is the best. Yeah, Futurama's so, great. I'm looking forward to that. Walk of Dead looks like shit. There's yeah, a trailer for, <laughs> for the new uh, M. Night movie. Yeah, Glass. Oh, yeah. Didn't see it. It's, it's
0: literally just a trailer that's being like, hey, this movie's being made. I mean, it shows clips, but there's nothing from mm-hmm. the clips that says... What the quality of the film will be, honestly.
3: Oh, okay. I mean, it's end night, so how bad can it be? <laughs> it's coming out in January.
0: <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, fucking we'll hype. I don't know. Yeah. we we'll see that it. one. There's there's other things. There's Godzilla, but no one gives a fuck. Oh yeah. Fantastic Beasts, no one gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doctor Who with a woman this time. Oh, Ooh, I love Doctor that. Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, that was
1: looks really we'll good. Talk about that then. Oh, um. A Doctor Who's a woman now, and uh, I I don't know. It just I I really like uh, I really I really like whenever they're able to to reboot the show in a like a soft reboot and allow mm-hmm. new people to get on. And uh, as a fan of the older version of the show, I know that TARDIS teams that are um, four people tend to work mm-hmm. really well because when I think when it's like two people, it's not as interesting, and they tend to do something boring, like uh, have the Doctor be in love with his companion or something. Mm-hmm. But when you got like when you got like four people in the ship, you know, there's all kinds of dynamic dynamics you can pull, and uh, mm-hmm. they've got three companions this year, so I think that'll that'll be really interesting. It just looks really good, honestly.
3: Yeah, I'm, I've never watched Doctor Who. Is it a yeah. big thing there, Alex? I mean, I assume. It oh, is, but... it's huge. Yeah, yeah of course it's, it is. Huge. huge.
2: <laughs> I'm always asked about <laughs> it, but I I stopped watching it years ago. With the guy oh, with the big okay. forehead was the doctor.
3: Mm. <laughs> it's all you guys got. It's you been got going on doctor forever, Who? so. And you got Sherlock Holmes. Those well, that's not two. a thing anymore. And
1: well, Sherlock I mean, I guess you have the uh, character. That season was awful. Sherlock yeah. is, is supposed to be over now.
0: Well, we got Sherlock Gnomes now.
3: Yeah, Sherlock
1: Gnomes. I yeah, that Gnomes. the other
3: day. Oh, you did? Was it good? Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> oh, what? Then why did you put it in a poll for Search for no, the it's Wars? That's not
2: good, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. It's not good. I watched the original yeah. today as well for a bit of a- extra context. Juliet? Oh. Yeah. Oh, those, in that. those are an extended universe. Okay. Yeah, they're sequels. Yeah. Oh, at the beginning of, this, of the second one, a they're a like. Maybe the next one will be Spider Man Gnome Coming. one of the jokes in <laughs> the movie. Oh. <laughs> good so, yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Pointless film. Don't watch it, pretty much. Uh huh. I um, want cool. to ask our guest.
1: What's your what's
0: your favorite movie? Hmm.
1: That's a good question. I always I always struggle with questions like that. Do you have favorites? It's it's funny. So when I when I think the sentence like really good movie, I think Yellow Submarine and then my hmm. second thought is, you can't say that out loud. People're going to think you're an idiot. You
2: know? <laughs> well, too late. What else pops into your head?
1: I really liked um Shawshank Redemption. It's, you know, it's the funny thing mm-hmm. where when you, when you ask someone what's your favorite movie, they don't ask, like, I say this half-heartedly, like, the scientifically measurably good film. Yeah. They say, like, the one that they have the biggest emotional attachment to. Yeah. Favorite
0: yeah. is different from what you consider to be the best movie of all time. you know Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: But it's hard to objectively judge what is the best well, movie of all yeah. time. So it's a silly question.
0: I mean, it's Shrek 2. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do the math, it ends up being Shrek 2. Yeah. I mean yeah, that was like, that was studied.
0: Favorite. That was like a five year long study at Harvard, I think.
3: Oh, cool! They yeah, yeah, yeah. nice um, determined. My that it changes all the time, was
0: Shrek 2. So. oh yeah,
3: I'm absolutely. Sure you, like like your answer for best movie, Quentin, will be like different two years from now, just like mine will be. It, mine yeah, yeah. used to be Goodfellas, and now it's Under the Skin, and, and oh Goodfellas really? Second, it's just that's, yeah, it's that that like, hasn't that's been that long what since you said it on the podcast. I know. <laughs> okay, that's what happens. Really, and then, like under two the skin. years before it was. Yeah, and then two okay. years before it was Pulp Fiction. Cool.
1: It's like asking what your favorite song is. Like I mm-hmm. or what your favorite music band is even. Like it really depends on whoever I've been listening to that week. Oh. I'm just gonna yeah. give you the answer of whatever song I've listened to the most that week. You know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I've had the same yeah. favorite band and movie for the past ten years though.
1: Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite movie? You're an
0: exception. Yeah, I always am. I'm also <laughs> younger, Adam.
3: So like I'm still discovering movies that are like Oh shit! I've never seen this before, and it's fucking Yeah, me amazing. too. And you're and you're like a thirty year old cynical hack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not quite thirty, but <laughs> you're, well, the rest is you're true. Older than not me. quite thirty though. <laughs> you're, you're close to it, closer yeah. to it than me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a great feeling, just being discovering young. new stuff. Yeah, being young, discovering new stuff. Yeah, uh, it's almost over. It's almost over. Mm. <laughs>
0: There's no age that you stop discovering shit. Well, there is. Oh, but of course no not. there's no age where you should stop discovering shit. Like, they've done they've yeah, done but, like, polls to find out that people just stop listening to new bands after the age of 30 or some shit. But it's like, I don't mm-hmm. want to be that guy. I want to keep discovering shit. Of course not. You know? but It like, all depends when you're on young, your personality, too. But I think most people just find a sense of comfort in things that they're familiar with. Yeah, yeah
3: exactly. That's what it is. When you're young, you discover all these things. Because you want to find out what you like. And it it... You're much more susceptible to like making a movie be your favorite when you're that young, mm. right? Like I saw Under the Skin in a theater, and i had never seen a movie like that in my life in a theater. Mm. I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is incredible." Whereas if I was born 50 years before that, <laughs> I would have seen 2001, you know, and would have had the same reaction. And like, I didn't yeah. have that same reaction in 2001 because I just watched it on TV. It's totally, you know, okay. you can't judge it. It's always changing.
1: Yeah, it's all about context as well and, like, the atmosphere you live in. Like, I watched Citizen Kane recently, you know, and um, Ebert uh, uh, famously paraded that as his favorite movie of all time, and -hmm. I thought it was really good, but because I didn't grow up in a context without Citizen Kane, like, I don't know if I could ever call it, like, my favorite movie of all time.
3: Yeah, because it's just an emotional... Movies were so different back then. Yeah,
1: it started a trend for sure. It, mm-hmm. Partially, like so many movies are inspired by Citizen Kane, that probably feels a little bit less special to, to to like people like us than it did. Yeah, well, that's yeah. It too. It out, it, Like When it, that
3: came out, nothing existed like it. <laughs> now it's like everything wants to be that. So it, mm-hmm. that is a good it's, point. it started narrative
0: structures that now is pretty much every movie. Like before then, yeah. it was just like you look at you look at like Walt Disney's Dumbo, such a mess story wise. It's like what the, where's the you you know like all these things that you're familiar with seeing in terms of mm-hmm. like progression or like act structure etc those didn't really exist if you go back far enough it was just people fucking around with a camera and doing funny things or weird things yeah yeah. and then hoping that, that people like it that made
3: it so like much it. more unique that's what made people love them and now it's like they take that same concept and let's remake it but do the hollywood template and then you get like the nutcracker remake which is coming out where it looks like an action adventure that the hollywood Ball just shit out yeah, it's like you're gonna do this again. You're just gonna take the nutcracker and add fucking action scenes to it Yeah, like, who cares? That was a weird trailer. Yeah. Who cares? I was, I was trying to guess really... what it
0: was the whole time and then I was like, oh, yeah, the nutcracker like... great
4: Yeah,
1: I'm I'm getting tired of the Disney live-action reboots they're doing uh, mm-hmm. where they they take like a cutesy Disney cartoon and then they do like an almost shot from a shot remake except they make it look like dark and edgy
3: is there a helicopter outside longer. someone's house? It feels uh, like it's not you. this time. like a no. It's not me. <laughs> think my it sounds neighbor... like a black hawk is outside your house. <laughs> I think <laughs> my swatted. neighbor is
1: mowing his mowing his lawn. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I, I see. apologize. Been, yeah, I'm, I am. I uh,
0: I cannot even express to you how not excited I am for the Lion King John Favreau movie. I don't oh. even
1: understand that. It's going to be like 100% animated. What is the appeal? It, yeah,
0: quote unquote live action. Maybe they'll yeah. throw Mowgli in there. I don't know.
1: And, like, it's going to look fantastic. The CGI
3: is going to be great. It's going to be one of the most groundbreaking achievements in, in CGI ever. But who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck about the story? I can't wait to hear John Oliver voice Zazu. Yeah. I, I'm excited <laughs> to hear Eric Andre. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. What is he doing again? I don't know who he's doing, but Eric Andre's he's in the Oh, he's doing a hyena. Um, he's doing one of the
1: hyenas. Oh, great. Oh, okay, Beautiful. that'll be fun. I love him.
0: But, yeah, mm-hmm. what, what bugs me about it is, like, they didn't completely recycle every cast member. They've still got James Earl Jones because they're like, yeah, it's Mufasa. But they, I mean, Rowan Atkinson's still alive. Jeremy Irons is still alive. Why don't you get,
3: why don't you get them? Because no one cares about them. They're old. We need John Oliver. And is Beyonce in it or something? James Earl Jones <laughs> isn't not old. Yes. Yeah, so just get Kesha and, and Ariana Grande in it, too. Why not? Just get them all. You got he the guy from
0: be... uh, 12 Years a Slave voicing uh, Scar now. Chihilful oh, cool. Elfuljor. I don't know how to pronounce his name at all.
3: Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name either. I hope I've he does trying. a good job. I don't want to butcher this but guy's name. I don't but but he will do, because he, he's a great actor, that
0: guy. Yeah. It, it won't be the same, though.
1: I thought a real low point for this trend was, or just in terms of I didn't understand what they were going for, <laughs> was like the Into the Woods reboot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I, was, oh, yeah. Yeah. I
0: didn't even know that was anything um, beforehand.
1: Well, it was a musical, and I always thought the appeal of Into Into the Woods the musical and Sweeney Todd the musical, because it's like the same guy, Uh, uh, James Lapine, I think, Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought the appeal of them when you watch the recordings of them from the 80s, the gimmick is that it's like really dark, but it's presented in a really cutesy way. Like Sweeney, Sweeney Todd has this almost like Donald Duck presentation, but it's about this guy murdering people and making them into pies. And Into the Woods <laughs> is presented like this cute cutesy Disney fairy tale. And then these people come in and they're like, well, what if we take those plays and we adapt them and we make them look dark and gritty? Wouldn't that be clever? And I'm like, no, you just took the clever part out. What do you, yeah. Why'd you do
3: that, you know? The tone is what makes it so unique. And then they're just like, oh, let's make it generic, dramatic. Johnny <laughs> Depp. It's yes. dark. Johnny yeah. Depp.
4: Pale.
0: Ugh. The reason why this is happening is because the executives fully understand that nostalgia cash grabs are sellable, and so, yeah. you know, especially, you know, after Toy Story 3, showing, like, oh, no, the characters are get- getting old now, and ever since then, yeah. it's been, you know, we're getting the new Christopher Robin movie, like, oh, no, he's old, and Pooh's old, isn't it so sad, like, all your all your yeah. childhood isn't yes. a part of you anymore, you're old, audience member, you're getting old, yeah, right. it's insulting. It really and is. And so, how do you how do you transform a kids' movie into a movie that's aimed at older audiences? You just make it darker and grittier, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, but like kids can watch live it. live action few... cartoons. Aren't for yeah. adults. Yeah. <sighs> you have to make it live action. Yeah. Fuck that that's noise. A new thing.
3: Like mm. Winnie the Pooh should not be live action. I'm sorry. Most of these things shouldn't be. They watch these animated things.
1: I think that looks kind of cute. I'm really, I'm really. Winnie the for Pooh. That.
3: that looks like total manipulative fucking garbage for me. <laughs>
1: and I like Winnie the Pooh.
3: I grew up watching Winnie the Pooh. So it's like the Disney executives are like, we need a live action Winnie the Pooh movie. What kind of fucking crap can you come up with? Get Ian McGregor in it? Sure. He's a star. People like him. And let's just make it. Like, there's no, no one was inspired to make that movie. It just exists now because they had a mandate. And that's why I can't stand what Disney's doing now.
1: I think it looks good.
0: <laughs> we need a dark and gritty reboot of Barney.
3: A Barney? No, yes. please, no. That's fair. No, he'll him, be an actual know. dinosaur. Oh, we'll I transform.
0: Cool. We'll we'll put it into the Jurassic World. Oh yeah, universe. I I That's remember a slightly
1: dark, like a a seriously shot Barney movie. Yeah. Didn't they Didn't they do like a like a Barney movie that was that had like shadows and or is that just my childhood mind? I think he
3: just uh, infiltrated shadows.
0: Ralph's <laughs> nightmares.
3: Yeah, I think you yeah. just watched my video, maybe. I mean, that that video is not... The, the childhood trauma one is pretty fucking dark.
1: That's that's <laughs> such a surreal video, man. I love that one.
3: Oh, thank you. Adam gave me months to just come up with something. Because yeah. you were supposed to release that in, like, October or November, you, you right? You know Adam? what? <laughs>
0: it's one of those you know things
3: what? where I think it's going to be,
0: like, a couple parts, and then it's like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. this is a four-part video. And yeah, so, you got ahead of yourself.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. it's
1: great. It gave me time to think of shit. Yeah, I know zero prolific YouTubers who have not had that happen to them, you know? Where they're like, mm-hmm. I'll release four videos in August, and then you're like, oh no, it's 2025, and I've only released one, you know?
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, but Adam's Adams, the master of I'm doing notorious. that. He still has Synecdoche New York Part 5. Yeah, to do. but at this point, <laughs> I'm letting it happen, okay? Uh-huh, okay.
0: Because it's a part <laughs> of the themes of the film. I want to finish yeah, that you're... review by the time I'm 70. And, mm-hmm. re- and oh, should, reflect totally back on my life and be like, everybody who started watching this, like, half of you are dead right now.
3: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you, that'd be pretty cool, actually.
0: Or if I died right before finishing it, then it would be pretty cool.
3: Yeah, release it when you die. like it, it, Oh, you know, yeah, I'll have it upwards. ready and a part of my will. Yeah, that'd be cool. And I'll play it at my <laughs> funeral. Yeah, they'll play it at your funeral.
0: Yeah. Well, you dude, that's fucking videos. Cool.
1: So just schedule it like 200 years into the future. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I should Holy schedule shit.
0: a video 200 years into the future regardless. Just to fuck with people. I I I was planning on releasing anyway. If YouTube's totally around in 200 years in the future. Oh yeah. Exactly. I was also going to ask you, Quentin, are you watching okay. any uh, are you watching any television shows at the moment? Are you enjoying anything on the uh, TV tube box?
1: I'd like to say that I am. I'm I'm really behind on a bunch of stuff, and I've been trying to... I guess I've been f- focusing on work maybe a little too much. Yeah, it happens. You, when I think of, like, a, what TV shows am I watching? Uh, not, not really any right now. Yeah. Do you have any favorites? I'm behind on Dirk Gently by a season, mm. which there's only two seasons, so yes. I have to watch the second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked the first season. I'm a big fan of the book. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. And I can't say that I watch a lot of, like, mainstream, like, something that's on CBS or something, you know? Oh, none of
3: us do. I haven't watched a CBS show. You don't watch Big Bang Theory? No, I don't. Bazinga! Bazinga. How do you you get (laughs) the
0: joke when I say bazinga? I thought you were laughing because you got it for real. You've been lying to me this entire time. Ha 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 ha, bazinga.
1: I always get excited to watch weird things. Like, I've seen all of Mike Tyson Mysteries yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) it's pretty weird but but not breaking bad you know (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it makes for weird conversation whenever people bring something like that up
3: yeah
0: i'm I'm gonna recommend a really weird show to you then quentin have you ever seen uh xavier renegade angel
1: i've never even heard of that okay
0: well that's my recommendation for you report back to me in a week and uh,
3: <laughs> I don't know uh, uh, when Twin, Twin Peaks season three, that's another. Great oh, man, one I watch I did
1: watch Twin Peaks. You see, that's the thing. I always think of these as like something I do in a week. I forget mm-hmm. that I've uh, but I watched the new Twin Peaks, of course, as that was coming out. And I thought that was really brilliant. Yeah,
3: it was pretty fucking awesome to see stuff like that on TV. The, the, the black and white episode is amazing where like the nuke goes off. And yeah, like, this fucking frog that goes in this girl's mouth. It's crazy. This show. So, I'd it's, recommend that, too. It's
1: really different from anything else. Yeah. Uh, it's David Lynch, who I think is one of my favorite directors. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, me,
3: too. Same here. We've watched one of his films here, uh, Wild at Heart.
1: The best. Alex wanted me to remind him to ask me about oh. my facial hair.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. You said early, what, you were 16 in 2013? Yeah. So, what, you're 55 now? Um, how is your beard so... <laughs> so epic genetics
1: (laughs) it is genetics i started growing i grew my first beard in i think seventh grade uh i don't know how to translate that to you alex
2: how tall are you
1: i'm six foot four nice wow that's dope Uh,
2: all right okay
3: i wish i was that tall I'm like a little Munchkin, and I can't grow facial. You wish now. you're <laughs> tall until you're on a
0: fucking airplane. Yeah, until you're on and an your airplane, your are touching the
1: fucking seat in front of you the entire time. It's so <laughs>
0: uncomfortable.
1: Hey, there's perks to everything. I on my vacation, I went to a, like a famous roller coaster park, uh, and that was even worse than an airplane because mm. it's like, it's you get on like a wooden roller coaster and it like, you, you get off feeling like you just fought Mike Tyson or something. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. like i need to
1: lay down yeah because you gotta
3: like hold on really tight so you don't fly out of the fucking
1: no it's just it's 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 like because it's like you're in like a a tight can and it's like it's like someone's shaking you you yeah you're too tall for it (laughs) and you're just covered in bruises by the end and you're just like why would someone try and make a wooden roller coaster that goes that fast you know yeah i guess that's the perk of being short
3: i just sit on that insecurely because i'm nice and short awesome
1: well there you go (laughs) yeah there you go.
2: Sucks for you guys, man.
0: You were also going to uh, talk about a fun, a, a, some sort of story about something you said oh, you would say um, later.
1: Well, yeah, I went on vacation, and I was going to watch that before I went on vacation. I was going to watch Happiness before I went on vacation. Uh, yeah. And so I, I put the DVD in, the, in my computer, and I was, like, procrastinating, figuring I'll watch it around, like, 5 p.m. or something. And then at 4 p.m., this horrible storm hit the place where I live. I think it was like a it, it was a tornado, but it felt like a hurricane and I lost we lost power <laughs> while the DVD was in my computer, and it apparently the power was gone the entire time I was on vacation. I had to like Uber to like the bus stop, and the entire time I was gone, like power was gone because it like oh, yanked shit. trees up and all that jazz and knocked down like all our power lines. Where do you live? Like, state. Give us your you ducks. Don't share that. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you don't want to get... Well, I mean, a
3: state is pretty vague, but you could say south. <laughs> uh, it's like
1: it's like center of the country. People always ask me... Oh, okay. Me what... Yeah, where it's fucking flat and there's tons of tornadoes. Yeah, that's Yeah, A yeah. I mean, uh, trailer pe- park. People always ask People yeah. always ask me what coast I'm from, and I never know what to say. That's it, one I'll of the most of egotistical questions anyone's <laughs> ever asked me. What coast yeah. are you from?
3: Uh-huh, because only the coasts matter. Only the coasts are cool. Absolutely. (laughs) That's how
0: you separate people East side versus west side
1: But I did get to watch it yesterday and I I gotta I gotta ask Alex something I guess this this is how be how we transition into this So you chose this one Alex, right? Spoiler warning by the way Uh, Oh, yeah spoiler warning for happiness. We're talking
0: about happiness if you haven't seen it uh, Watch it because we're gonna spoil the shit out of it. Continue.
1: Well, I'm curious, like, Alex, what is the backstory for you finding this movie? Like, is this, 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 this tied into your youth somehow? Like, why did you choose this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, actually. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Tied into um... your
2: youth somehow? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not in that way. Um, I was, I, I don't know how old I must have been, but <laughs> I watched it with my parents when I was young. <laughs> nice. No. Oh,
1: no. no. Yeah. Oh.
2: Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations! So that's the only time I'd, I'd ever seen it as well. Um, oh, oh! Until now, so that that must have been like it left an impression ten years ago.
3: Holy shit! I always
2: dude. remembered it. Like there are lots of memorable scenes. But oh was yeah, like, it's oh, very I'm memorable. Movie. This holds up. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> there's one word for it.
1: I think I had a nightmare about it, and I think the nightmare was just that I had <laughs> to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. This is a compliment to the movie, right? Sure. I mean, that's pro- that's clearly what he was going for. Awesome. Alex, Alex you want to do- tell us the plot? Thank yeah, you. let's
2: give some context to what this <laughs> yeah. film is. So Happiness is a 1998 film by Todd Salons, I think you say mm-hmm. his name, yeah. um, about a bunch of different characters whose lives intertwine and they're all in search for something and it just turns out being kind of miserable for all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, Probably one of the most disturbing films I've seen. Um has some of the most disturbing scenes, at least, that I've mm-hmm. seen. Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. It's pretty unsettling.
2: Yeah, it's very unsettling. There isn't so much a traditional plot as there are just characters interacting with each other. We've chosen mm-hmm. a lot of films like that for this. It's just a bunch of really good, like, character actors just yeah, yeah, doing yeah. really funny scenes. I don't remember it being as funny. Yeah, it, it was because this was, is like exactly my type of It's Really of humor.
3: funny. What age were yeah, you when exactly. you watched it? dark sense of humor.
2: Uh, I don't know. My memory is so terrible. I can't mm. remember. I well, yeah, I, I couldn't re- really remember out. anything. Yeah, all I remember is that there was like a pedophile in it and um, Philip Seymour Hoffman jerking off onto the wall and slapping yeah <laughs> whatever it was to stick it. pretty in. funny. Great scene. <laughs> There's a lot scene. of cum in this movie.
1: Uh, yeah yeah, there is
2: cum jokes it's the theme of the movie
1: i was gonna say it's so hard to like jump into the the nitty-gritty details of like that kind of stuff without people like getting freaked out like why why did wait why did you watch this you know so the way i took the movie to be was that it was like i think the first scene in the movie is rather brilliant because what it is is there it's not like it's not set up well right you just cut to like this woman staring Mm -hmm. a little bit past the camera Mm -hmm. she's got like these deep sunken eyes She's kind of timid. And then there's this, like, sh- fat guy across from her. John Levitz! Yeah. And, uh, and he's very emotionally driven. And you don't know why the two of them are like that in this scene. And you have to piece it together. So what you're yeah. doing, you're given, like, a first impression of these characters. And you're expected to get to, get comfortable with them without exactly knowing what's happening.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mm-hmm. think that's sort of what the rest of the movie is. You'll meet, like, a, a therapist who's, like, his thing is that, like, he thinks his clients are boring, and then you get to, you, you like, you're forced to hang out with him as he goes through his routine, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you slowly, you very quickly figure out uh, that he's he's a pedo, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh-huh. you're you're forced along on his journey, even if you don't want to come, you know? You don't want to mm.
2: go. You don't want to come?
0: Uh, mm. <laughs> Jesus <laughs>
3: Christ.
2: Thanks for
0: saying it, Alex.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> this is an incredibly uncomfortable movie. Yeah, it's I, a very I, uncomfortable I, I, movie. It's very hard that, to by design, about. of that, course. That but. first
0: scene of the film, probably my favorite. Honestly, I really, yeah, really enjoyed great, the scene as it is, and also as an opener to the movie.
1: Uh, oh, I yeah, it sets agree. the stage perfectly. Like Quentin, it has that.
2: Yeah. It has that great line where he says. Is it someone else? And she just says, "No, it's just you." It's like
3: like trying to make him feel better, but it makes him (laughs) feel worse.
0: No, I'm not gonna give this to you. I'm gonna give this to someone who actually loves me for who I am.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. brutal.
0: It was. (laughs) It was fucking awesome. Yeah,
3: this is uh, a film is like that. The the acting is fucking terrific in this movie, and the script as well is brilliant. Love me some PSH. That's mm-hmm. clearly the star of the movie is the writing and the acting and the yeah. directing is very laid back, but it's all very purposeful. You can tell it's purposefully laid back because it's trying to draw attention to the performances and everything. But like, Absolutely. there's some really fantastic filmmaking and production design. There's a lot of green in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it's it. there's a lot of uh, nuances like that that I thought were great. It was like Love on a Leash, how the house was green all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everything was green. Yeah, a lot yeah. of parallels with Love on a Leash, I noticed. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
2: Is that a good thing? <laughs>
3: yeah, it's a great thing because Love on a Leash is a great movie, too. They I agree. Were inspired by 10 Happiness. Out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of 10. You
2: know, um, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman's character was originally, they had in mind um, Jack Black for it. Oh. Um,
1: oh. That... that would have been interesting, but. I think it would have been more distracting than. I think it would
2: his. have been too on the nose, yeah, news. yeah. I, too overtly comedic.
0: Philip Seymour Hoffman does an amazing job performing this character as a real person. You know, yeah, e- yeah. even if yeah. you Absolutely. laugh at things that he's doing, and even if it's undeniably comical, some of the things that happen with his scenes. He doesn't play it off for laughs. He really explores and dives into this character and he does it in a way where it's like you believe that this is a person. And he and you, yeah. he's one of those actors where like he's so fearless when it comes to I guess doing things that are unflattering. You can tell he has no ego. He's not like trying to look to look pretty in anything that he does, but he's not mm-hmm. doing it yeah. for laughs at the same time. He's like Literally transformed into this slob, reclusive, weird fucking guy, and I I think yeah. he's just amazing. One of the one of my he favorite actors ever, honestly.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, Man, he's terrific in this. Who was the guy who played the pedophile? Because that's a forget his name. Hard I've seen him in a bunch. Dylan though. Baker. I mean, when you first see him, it's like he's shooting up a, a park. Well that's her introduction to it, yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. And then you see just like he lives this normal life. He seems like a normal guy for like most of it even though there's this this clearly there's something sexually going on with kids involving, you know, yeah. him. And yeah. it it's like even toward even to the very end you don't know if he did it or not. If he's actually capable of like sexually assaulting a kid, which uh, was great. There was always this doubt. You didn't feel it? I think that? it was
0: pretty Heavily implied that he did it. I think it was. They, pretty... don't, they
3: don't show it though. Well, it was, yeah, of course, it was, it was heavily implied. Yeah. How that the would they applied, show yeah. it? I mean, like that would get, of like, course, extra... of course. But there's like it you see him be this normal implied. guy, this normal family. Yeah, of course it's implied, but it's this normal family guy, and there's always this doubt in your head, like did he actually fucking do it? I and, think
4: you don't know what level, level he went to.
2: Like that end scene with him and his son is so
3: compelling. Yeah, but yeah. It, the son asks him, and you're like, is, is he going to confess it? Did he really do it? And of course he did.
2: You know, I right, think that's yeah. the most disturbing f- scene in the whole film to me. I uh, agree. Is when he's and just really describing it. There's
0: a <laughs> lot yeah. of really uncomfortable yeah. scenes with that man, and especially with yeah. his son, where it's just like, I could never, like, i I appreciate art in all of its forms. I could mm. never write or direct something like that, even if it's for some yeah. sort of purpose. I could never have an adult have a conversation with a little boy about, like, jerking off and weird, Mm -hmm. creepy shit. Because you're setting Mm -hmm. that up as the director, too. It's like, that's got to be uncomfortable to
3: film. When they were recording the kids' takes, they weren't saying the same dialogue. So, like, everything the father says in his takes, yeah. Because what the guy was saying was so fucking horrible. Like, they can't have this kid listen to that. So they, they fed these this this kid, like, fake lines of dialogue, and he reacted to okay. fake lines of dialogue. Like, so like, yeah, he I, wasn't he does say telling like, the kid, like, oh, I want to fuck you. Has... Oh, he, he still does in the yeah. same take, but nothing really that bad, like, especially toward the end. He says some really horrible stuff mm-hmm. that they were not going to let that kid hear. The kid, so, I listen, kind of
2: the kid literally say, would you want to... Fuck me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, good, I mean, I don't know what they told the kid, <laughs> but that's uh, this is what I read in an article. And he's like crying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how do you? Yeah.
0: There's almost no point. I I, I don't know.
1: No, <laughs> I think there is. Yeah. Okay. That was the first character we brought up because it's the most ostentatiously shocking aspect of the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. Say probably it's probably like what it's most, it's what's the most almost. infamous for. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of other really interesting characters I feel like we could dive into I felt like the best character was the dad I just thought he was really funny chapter' like, yeah. his whole thing was that he was like a closet asexual I guess yeah mm-hmm. and so they would be like are you leaving me for another woman who are you, are you gonna find a new person dad and he just goes there's nobody and that's like <laughs> yeah. it's a bit I just thought it was mm-hmm. funny good impression yeah there's um... a <laughs> good
2: impression <laughs> and he was like he was like finished with life. And then he goes uh-huh. to the doctor and they're like, You're just you're as fit as a bull, mate, you're just gonna live to a yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so hundred stay away from the soul. And then yeah. he just pours soul onto his meal at yeah, the end because he just
1: doesn't <laughs> fucking live
3: anymore. <laughs> it's awesome.
1: I thought there was a really interesting juxtaposition between all the sisters. They have like different it, by the end of the film at least. They all have the, like different viewpoints of that sort of thing. Um
0: mm-hmm. they all go through their own arcs.
1: So like Joyce thing is that throughout the film she's like the innocent one. And then the the one the mom, her thing is that she's like the mature responsible one with like a a family and a house, you know. And then the the writer sister uh I guess her gimmick is that she romanticizes horrible things, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: She feels yeah. as though she hasn't mm-hmm. experienced life, you know. She's had a too too perfect of a life and she feels like a phony writing about things that aren't true and selling her personality on like rape stories.
1: And I feel like she definitely has like a morbid fascination with things that the other sisters don't like. There's this, there's that moment at the end. I might've just imagined this, but there's this moment where like she's describing, you know uh, what happened to the doorman to the other sisters. And she's like, I just wish I'd known her to understand her. And there's like this Mm -hmm. pause where you suddenly remember that the other sister had like a husband who was a pedophile, and yeah. so like the the mm-hmm. writer's sister is romanticizing this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, she, while she's sitting next to someone who lived through something just as bad, like like you know you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like yeah. there's of course. there's a totally different perspective that the two of them have on horrible things happening. Yeah, to the people around them, which is so interesting.
3: The whole movie is just brilliant. <laughs> like writing like that. Did you guys notice the the music being... I, I guess you did, but, like, it's very corny. Yeah. It yeah. sounds almost like elevator yeah. music. Yeah. And that's the point, is that, is that it's like this fucking music as all these horrible things are happening. The title adds, card? Yeah, the title card, Happiness. And it's like this... It looks like a 1920s-style, like, fucking card mm-hmm. that they show when there's supposed to be dialogue or something. It's, it's so funny.
0: I would say the best instance of that for me was when... Uh when the wife and pedo man were like greeting each other at the dinner table and it almost felt like a cheesy family sitcom, you know. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. there's some Mm -hmm. very serious, very fucked up shit going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But it's almost like this fabricated, picture-perfect life of the American dream. Like, I have everything I want and like we're happy with each other. Yada, 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 like nothing could go Mm -hmm. wrong. Meanwhile, my sister, she's always miserable but in the end everybody's miserable no matter what you do no matter what you're attaining yeah. and happiness is just something that you're reaching for that you could never possibly attain
1: mhm yeah that's such a good point i feel like there's definitely there's this idea in the throughout the film that there's this separation between like people's regular lives and i guess you know the uh i don't know how to say this in a sane way like the the facade uh, you put on yeah, the facade you put on, or, or even like, there's the character of, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. H- his thing is that like, he, he's fascinated with, he, with like the fantasy of sex, uh, and even mm-hmm. like assault. But when yeah. he's given the chance to go through with it, like it's the most horrifying thing to him. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, there's the father character who's like asexual. And then it's implied that the, the woman that Philip Seymour Hoffman meets, it's implied that she's also sort of asexual. and it, it feels like almost like the happiest moment in the film is just where Philip Seymour Hoffman and this woman he's met—they just like lay down in bed, and like yeah. she has a blanket over her and he's facing away, mm-hmm. and and that follows the sequence where he tries to go through with this sexual fantasy and it just doesn't work out. I I don't, I don't know how to put this. I I guess it's just like the idea of each character. Like, there's this separation between their regular lives and, like, the things that happen in in their sexual lives. And a lot of the wires in terms of their happiness seems to come from the horrible things that happen on either side. You know what I
3: mean? Like, yeah, I know totally what you mean. It's it's totally making fun of this romanticized version of relationships and sex that Mm -hmm. we have where it all goes perfectly without a hitch. But the truth is everyone has their own fucked up past having to do with sex and romance and when you when you take like all these flawed fucking people and put them together, it's like, yeah, they don't they kind of fall in love, like Philip Seymour Hoffman's character and that other woman. But like she got raped in the past, so she doesn't want to have sex. And Philip Seymour Hoffman's just a weirdo. <laughs> so at the end, they, they, they get together, but it's in their own weird way. So it is kind of sweet. <laughs> <Sort> <laughs> yeah.
0: Of, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of similarities between this film and Synecdoche, New York in terms of, like, really? themes. No, yeah, I, I I feel that way, especially from a few scenes. Like, they really drive home this idea of, like, indifference to others' suffering, in a sense, yeah, that everybody's so oh, yeah. absorbed in their own life and doesn't give a shit about anyone else or anything happening around them. Like, when she's at work and she's uh talking about Andy's death and they're just like, they they can't they don't even pay attention to how distraught she is emotionally mm-hmm. they're just like, oh do do we know Andy? Was he the guy over <laughs> yeah like <laughs> they they don't give any kind of a shit about what it means to her they're not trying to console her in any sort of yeah. way everybody's just everybody's just an asshole concerned with their own lives, yeah, and just very oh, is, indifferent. Who is that to guy how else. does he
3: fit into my life yeah yeah, it,
1: exactly It was so themselves. weird fantastic but, there's a lot of great yeah, lines truthful. like that like um where someone just like walks up to someone and says like the meanest thing possible <laughs> and then disguises it as like a compliment. Like, you know, the, the scene with two of the sisters at the beginning. I think it's the first scene where you see more than one of the sisters at a time. Mm-hmm. And one of them's like, you know, everyone always thought you'd be sad and alone yeah. and pathetic with accomplishing nothing with no job and no life. And, you know, I'm starting to think eventually that might not be true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's breaking down yeah. that that idea of the grass always being greener on the other yes. side. Like every every person dreams about the thing that they think they want and sometimes if you actually get that thing that you have fantasized about or whatever, it it doesn't quite live up to your expectations or can get you into a fuck ton of trouble like it does yeah. for the paedophile guy. Um yeah, exactly. there's this like there's this grand irony to the the misery. Of it mm-hmm. all, because the film is is totally miserable, and it and it plays it serious within the context of itself. Like it's, it's, it doesn't have jokes per se. It's just the characters are funny, and the the misery ironically kind of makes you happy in comparison, because you're glad that you're none of these fucking pathetic, yeah. sad, disgusting <laughs> people. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I'm really upset that this film is not in HD. It's one of those movies. Yeah, I was going to
2: apologize for that. I didn't realize it was so hard to find. I saw people complaining on Reddit that, like, how do I find this goddamn film? And even I had trouble. Like, I went into a bunch of different, like, DVD Blu-ray stores and was like, do you have this film, Happiness? And they were like, no, never heard
1: of it. Well, you told me weeks ahead of time, and that was the only reason I was able to get, like, a copy of the DVD. Yeah. And it got here, and I opened it, and I knew it was old because it's... It's one of those like double-sided DVDs, you know, mm. that they oh, did yeah. that they did for a while, but no one liked it, so they stopped doing it after like a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And luckily, it played, but it was like so. I was watching it four by three. I was watching it sixteen by nine in four by three in sixteen. Oh no! <laughs> so it's
3: like this fucking
1: like little box that the movies in, <laughs> right? I mean, I'd God forbid if they had, if they could have done the title screen in four by three, and then it would have been. 4 by 3 and 16 by 9 and 4 by 3 and 16 by 9. Yeah. yeah. I mean from what I could tell it was really well shot and the production design
3: was all great. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was in HD. I'm shocked that. I mean this movie's great. Yeah. I, I would consider it like a classic. I mean the way people have talked about it. Is too. it is There's it just too controversial or something? Great. I it's guess not so, but like it doesn't it doesn't portray pedophilia as a good thing. It just presents a, a pedophile yeah, it doesn't pedophile with all these fucking it. weird yeah. like sexual I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is fucked up. Like the way he talks to women is horrible. It was else. from the wrong year but and not does, popular it's, it's, It doesn't promote. It doesn't promote these things. It yeah. just shows them, honestly, which is interesting.
1: I read the Wikipedia article about about the director, I think, and it it said that like he made all these movies with really dark, heinous themes, mm-hmm. and then he made a he made a movie that like won a bunch of awards, and he was like, "Is it just because this is the only one that's not about rape or pedophilia?" You know? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Totally like the Oscars
0: would stay away from this shit. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah.
3: Did this get nominated for anything?
0: It got something. Um, it can, it might have I might Oh, it's in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It got
2: nominated,
3: so, nominated for, nominated for Golden
2: one Golden Globe. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Best uh, screenplay, uh, and that's it. Holy shit! Are they fucking kidding me? Man, yep. what a bunch of hacks. Fuck <laughs> my question
2: was: how, how did this? How did this get made? Like somehow yeah. they managed to get three million dollars together, get this incredible talent, mm-hmm. um, and and assemble this film. Like, how many actors are, are screaming out to play these types of characters? Like,
3: I think it's, a it's lot the most because actors actors want to play interesting, challenging roles, and they want to be they want to show their range. And this is a great fucking chance to do it. I mean, I think it actors act was
2: a do, dickhead. but but these these production
3: companies. He's probably made movies in the past, too, before that, that were great. I bet he made,
1: like, like some welcome. really obscure indie flicks before this, and then all yeah. these actors were like, I want to be in whatever he does next, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Fear, Anxiety, and Depression he made, and then Welcome to the Dollhouse. Those are two features he made beforehand. And mm-hmm. those both got very well-reviewed, so uh, people were willing to, to write or, or act his uh, weird fucking dialogue. <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> did, did you guys know this film is a sequel? What? It's it's Hold a on. sequel called Life During Wartime. Oh. Um, same director, oh. same writer, but okay. every single character um, is recast and played by a different set of really good actors. I haven't seen it. Um, huh. I was just reading about oh, God. it.
0: Okay. And this one's we'll on. Check it out, video. I guess.
3: Oh, I'm totally watching this. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, this is awesome. Okay, added to the watch list.
0: Weird. <laughs>
3: Is there, did you guys have any problems with this movie? I didn't have any. Um, I thought it was a little long, and yeah. maybe they could have cut out some characters. I would agree that it was like, a little
0: long, and it just felt a little long. In that yeah. sense, I mean, I, f- I feel like it thought it was doing more than it actually was. Like it could have been shorter and and driven home the same point. You know,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, I wanted to show every member of that family, and I get that. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. And I guess it would, like, I don't know what the movie would be without the father subplot or, like, the lighter subplots like that, because you got no. the really heavy shit, like the pedophilia and the the Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Yeah. But then the, the stuff going on with the dad's a little more lighthearted. I, I wonder if that stuff was absent, the movie would be worse off because I don't it know. would just be too heavy. I that That's something I don't know.
0: I felt like a lot of the scenes could have been... You know they we a lot of the stories that happen in the film could have been expressed in less scenes like joy's character You know she goes through her own arc, but I feel like it took a while to get there Same with even arguably the pedophile character, you know like it did kind of Mosey along in terms of doing it. It was all very disturbing but I felt like I was I was getting a lot of each character when, if you're going to do an un- ensemble movie, maybe you should just cut it down just a little.
1: Yeah, I th- maybe. I definitely thought it was good that there was, like, there was there were little bits of the story that had, like, similar themes or similar precedents that uh, were mm-hmm. less extreme. Like, just this idea that Joy gets into this horrible situation because she sleeps with some guy, like, the first night she meets him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's tonally, like, the same as, like... I feel like every character gets into some shit because of some element of their sexuality, you know? Yeah. And I think I think what's, yeah. what happens to her is much more approachable than what happens to everyone else. So I feel like stuff like that's really important, you know?
3: Mm-hmm. They're just impulsive or in that case Joy's just lonely. So yeah. she acts out and that gets them in even more trouble. Like they, they try to seek happiness and for some of them it lasts for a brief moment, but then they're even they're in even more shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the pedophile character, he he doesn't regret it. He said he I don't regret it. I, it felt great, which is fucking yeah. horrifying. But yeah.
0: Can we talk about the ending? The dog licked uh, up the, the boy's kids, like, jizz and gave the mom oh, a kiss.
3: Yeah. Like what the fuck was that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, I was like, it was really? Kinda, it was so it was so fucked up that it was funny. That's it was how just it. like the last middle finger. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. the last middle finger. Exactly. Oh, man. Uh, that's why I feel I, about I, everything.
1: I feel like I'm totally changing my my brand here by continuing to to mention this this aspect. But uh, I, I guess throughout the film, like the kid is constantly worrying about the fact that he is not sexually mature or mm-hmm. something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That and was his even arc. his <laughs> yeah his it was his, his arc. attachment to his father at the end is even like a r- repercussion of the fact that he wants to be a part of that adult mess. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh I guess they constantly set up the fact that he has not had a uh, a completion if you will <laughs> so I, I there's there's definitely I, I get why they chose to the end the movie. With him uh, pulling that off. It was a little... I mean, the, just... the, the dog licking it up, though. I mean... That was... Come on. I, didn't, I didn't understand that. I thought that yeah. was fucking funny.
3: That, that was a little much. Yeah, me too. That's Goodbye. why I thought it was there, because it's funny. It's like, why not... That's like the cherry on top it was... of the fucking nightmare. It's just like, yeah, you
2: thought this could possibly have a happy ending? No, the fucking dog's licking her face. No, go... Dude, go it is to a sleep. happy
3: ending. The kid finally came. <laughs> I'm happy
1: for him. This, the yeah. last pause in the film... The, the pauses in this movie, I, I respect nothing more than a director who knows how to do good pauses you know yeah david lynch is incredible at pauses and saying whatever he wants to say with no dialogue i feel like the pauses in this film including the final one before the credits start rolling like there's so many different emotions that are portrayed in those moments uh a lot of them are really hilarious you know
3: yeah and you (laughs) don't know how to feel you don't know if you're supposed to laugh at it or just be uncomfortable Exactly. exactly, it's great. Well, and they give you time to laugh at the funnier things, but they just hold it for a little longer than it takes to laugh. So you're done laughing and it's still holding on this fucking awkward situation you're and you're like, "Ugh." It's it's so awesome.
0: I love <laughs> the scene where Philip Seymour Hoffman sits down on the couch with the sister. It was the most awkward thing. I love Super that so much. He's like slowly inching. Oh yeah.
1: It's
0: like, mm-hmm. "No, this is awkward."
1: The, that's mm-hmm. such a modern comedy too. Exactly the way it's almost like YouTube esque. How the the brilliant way they did that scene where it's like the the romantic or like the exciting you know music is swelling and building up as he reaches his hand over, mm-hmm. and she just goes, "This isn't working." <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was great. It was so brilliant.
2: Um, it's it's just the dialogue is so, is so naturally funny and witty in that kind of way where it's like. Yeah, I've accidentally said stupid stuff like that before and sounded like mm-hmm. a douchebag. Stuff like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a scab, or I'm living in a state of irony. My favorite <laughs> uh, line in the whole film is probably, come can be used as a verb as well. <laughs> I love that. It's so sick. I thought the,
1: the internal dialogue was really funny because they all sound like idiots, but it's also like, yeah. that's, how, that's how I feel like we all think. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, I don't want to say my the funniest quote I thought, but it was the one about her, uh her worrying that she's not legitimate. You know, she's no, like I'm not real. Me. She says something like, "I don't know what it's like to be raped." Oh yeah, yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. She wishes that she was raped as a child, so yeah. she could be a genuine artist. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but that's oh, so that's relatable. So up. That this that's it's it it messed up, but it's like that's what that's one know, of
2: the great things. Every character. A a tiny part of one of this ensemble of characters will resonate with you in some way. You'll relate on some level. Yeah, Um, of course.
3: That's why I'm both, I feel like they should cut it down and I don't want them to cut it down because there are characters that I relate to, but there's easily other characters that I could relate to when I was older or, or like younger for other people. If I was an older woman, I would relate to, you know, the, the, the wife character. Or the sister, I, yeah. Like
2: I, I think the the probably the weakest one to me was the kind of large woman that um, yeah, had the story about killing the Mexican Dormant. guy. Yeah. Oh, I loved her. Around. I thought she was fantastic. That neck snap was bad. Oh right, yeah. Um, and, uh, no, I thought I thought that I whole like... element of it, the murder element, was like just a bit unnecessary and unneeded, and it added a just a level of goofiness that the other things didn't have in such a. On the nose way, like everything else about it was relatively realistic, but that was the part where it's like, why would um, why would that no one investigate that? I, I don't or...
3: feel that way. I don't think anything about this movie is realistic. I, I kind of agree with pretty Alex. over the top and silly. You think it's more? I don't think anything about it was realistic. I don't think any of the situations they got really it was that's all pretty exaggerated. Funny. I mean, the characters are interesting and they feel fleshed out, but I wouldn't call them realistic people.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Isn't it interesting that like the characters? There's like we think of them as fleshed out and realistic, and you're like, that's an actual person who's walking around and all that. But they're also a lot of, in a lot of ways, very like cartoony. Like the yeah. fat woman's like very fleshed out, right? And then like there's also these moments where she's, where like the joke of the scene is that she's fat and she eats ice cream. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't find that too cartoony though. I didn't think it was bad. Because yeah, I, I mean, like that's a real person. There's tons of people that do yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah. thought
2: yeah. I thought most of it was pretty like realistic i mean yeah the murder element like, it's, a it's, it's weird, kind though, of like but, but it's, it's what people are like when they don't have a camera on them sort of thing saying you yeah know, it's, exactly. not, it's not like a typical hollywood depiction of an american family it's it's the shit no one wants to talk about and the shit no one wants to see and that that's exactly. what makes it realistic to me
1: i read like the first sentence of ebert's review of this mm. and he said like it's snapshots of moments behind closed doors
2: yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly it, and that's why I I would say it is it is relatively realistic in terms of mm-hmm. a lot of the portrayal. I never question for a minute. Yeah, these are just actors reading off quippy dialogue in a scene. It oh, no, like don't feel that way.
3: Me. I'm not saying it's unrealistic in a bad way. I'm saying it's it's definitely exaggerated to to butt heads with that. It's it's making fun of that sitcomish version of family yeah, or yeah. romance that we see. So they everyone acts like in that comedic way even when they're saying horrible shit like, oh, I would fuck you, son. Like, it's that yeah. same delivery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. The, the, so, like, that's not realistic to me, but that's it's effective and interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of um, depressing ideas and themes that weren't in the film, and the only one I could think of is, like, drug abuse. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. For what else is there even... Left to explore in terms of misery, like you kind of them, like you <laughs> hit the nail on the head with that one,
1: I mean it is said in New Jersey, that's right,, that's <laughs> yeah. what does she say? She says like people don't get why I live in New Jersey. they're like, why would you even live there you're 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 successful and you're and you're rich. Why would you live there? Well, they don't understand. I'm living in a state of irony mm-hmm. uh, that's it. Is
3: there anything else we have to say about this? I think uh not I for think we'
0: pretty much wrapped it up, yeah. Definitely yeah, for not for everybody. Holy shit! No. Oh yeah. yeah,
3: definitely not for everybody. But it, I mean,
1: I think this is for a lot of people. <laughs> I'd say give it a shot.
0: Yeah.
3: Top ten movies
0: I would not show my mom.
1: I probably would not have like picked this as something to watch had I like looked it up and read like even like the first sentence of the plot, you know. But I'm yeah. glad I did watch it. It was a really interesting uh, delivery. It was on my idea. watch list.
0: I was gonna watch it at some oh. point. So thank you, Alex, I had for never helping. Heard of uh, it. Make me take the plunge into this very yeah, fucked up film.
3: Yeah, thank you, yeah. Alex. This is, if this any of you out there, uh,
2: if you haven't watched the film but you're still listening to this part and you're like not sold because um, it sounds so horrible, it it it's not exploitation in the way you might imagine. It's not human centipede two. Um, it it it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's more artful than that. It's it's, it's a well done film and yeah. it's different. So I'd recommend watching it, even if you don't like it. You know, at least that's a reaction. That's what like art is all about. Any positive or negative emotional reaction is a good, a good thing. A yeah, learning experience. It certainly is isn't
3: somewhere. a boring film, and it isn't no. forgettable. Yeah, and that's an <sighs> achievement. That's, that's a good
1: point.
0: <laughs> what well, um, would you uh, give it out of ten, everybody?
1: Um,
2: I'd just give it. I'd probably give it five out of five. Um, yeah. I think f- f- with what the director clearly was trying to achieve, he he nailed it. And everything about it is, is artful. As I was saying, the acting's great. Dialogue is just next level good. So many quotable lines, the funniest shit ever. It reminded me of what makes things like the peep show, sorry, peep show and, uh, the office. So funny is it really appeals to that dry mm-hmm. British sense of humor. It's just mm-hmm. an all round great film.
3: Yeah. Very uncomfortable movie, but clearly trying to be, and it's hilarious and it's so well done. Uh, I I gotta give it a five too.
1: I would also go with five. I, I thought it the director had a vision. Uh he wanted to show these characters and then play with the audience's heads about it, while also having a bit of a, a an interesting and funny time while also really shocking you. And yeah, he accomplished all of those things. And uh I think that's really commendable. I even I don't know if it would end up on like the best movies I've ever seen. I thought it was worth watching. Yeah.
0: I would give it. A seven odd seven. Man out again. I only a seven yeah, Why only sorry a seven? Why
3: not a 10. Why isn't it perfect? Well, you know you I hate everything. <laughs>
0: I love I, I really enjoyed it <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> No, you
3: hate it cuz you didn't give it a ten. well like like you said
0: I mean like the the star of the film is the writing and performances I I did I Mean you were saying that it's like shot great like yeah, it was serviceable I didn't really see anything like 10 out of 10 in that department or anything um, and yeah, like but it I said, been, I, I did that would feel have been like... distracting.
3: Yeah,
2: the simplicity
0: mm, was key, I thought. Oh. Yeah, yeah okay. it's totally key. That's fine. Um <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I I just felt like uh you know, like I said, it, it did kind of meander, things could have been cut down. It did feel like it it uh thought it was a bit more I guess important than it was. I guess that's just me. Um and you know what? I'm fully willing to admit this, that this might be influencing my rating or my experience of the film, but I really, really don't like that uncomfortable pedo shit. I really, (laughs) I really don't enjoy it. (laughs) And in the same sense, like, yeah, I've argued, like, yeah, if you don't like what's happening in Antichrist, you know or or any kind of gore kind of movie like getting a reaction. I do kind of enjoy those at the same time Like I I, mm. I get a kick out of like fun squeamish gore or disturbing mm-hmm. concepts, but like Pedo shit is just one of those one of those weird things that like I just can't I can't deal with it very well in movies it's too, it's depending too on how it's how it's uh, Presented it was it was it was a tad too disturbing for my taste <laughs> wow. wow yeah, I how amazing this whole nice
1: discussion this whole discussion, I've been feeling bad about the fact that I had to be the one to drop the, the that bombshell. I was <laughs> like, did I did I do that wrong? <laughs> nah. I feel like I didn't land right. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, I kind of walked out, think, feeling like I don't exactly know why that was in the movie, but I guess you know it fit. Yeah, it fit the discussion of like I guess it fit the discussion of like the separation between like your your public life and you know. But I could totally see like the idea that like you know you could replace that with anything else. It's not like just a murder scene. that it
0: was in the movie. Like the the pedophilic aspect was absolutely necessary, but it was kind of just how it was presented. I guess like we didn't really need the dog licking up the cum thing at the end. That was a little weird. Also, I was kind of hoping for some sort of resolution <laughs> so for for this this r- pedophile rapist character, I was hoping to see him, like, go to jail or something. I was hoping to see something other than a threatening phone call so I could feel, like, the whole experience of watching him abuse and manipulate people around him and children would be worth it to see some sort of, like, vengeance in it. But yeah, that's a really good it didn't point. didn't happen, you know? I felt I felt a yeah. little yeah, blue ball on, on not that, about that vengeance what want, sort of yeah. thing. He just got a threatening phone call and then the movie ended. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't think that's what the movie was about though. I know. I don't think they needed a scene of like him going yeah. to
1: jail. It's it's pretty clear his life is over after that. I mean I think once mm-hmm. you see I think understanding the reaction that his family has to it and I feel like that final scene with his son, I feel like those really illustrate what the film is going for a lot more. Mm-hmm. Just like that, that whole the dinner scene where they're not saying anything and they're mm-hmm. trying to stick to the dynamic of their family relationship. But also, like it's sitting, it's setting in for all of them. They're, like their they're dad's a pedophile. Uh, like I said, the, like a scene in silence. I don't know how to put. I guess it was just fascinating to me how they did that. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah, I get
0: you. I just want to I just want to confirm for audience members that uh, I don't think that that really uh, influenced my rating of. It's not like I'd rated a ten if it didn't have like pedo shit in it, but like <laughs> yeah, it. It is, Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, I have my personal preferences over, I guess, how the story flowed and what was necessary, what wasn't, what could have been cut out. And it didn't really click to me on a level that I would give it a 10 out of 10. I still appreciated every aspect of the writing and the acting especially. And I think that it's a great movie overall, although uh, very uncomfortable (laughs) and not one that I want to watch again at any point, really.
1: Exactly. I got
0: it. I got the movie. So.
1: I would never... Recommend it to anyone. Honestly, i would never be like hey dude. You got a free weekend. Dude, and know that's you why watch? there's
0: no blu-ray Yeah, because yeah.
1: yeah. it's impossible the, to recommend.
0: So <laughs> recommend it to a certain type of person. Yeah, it's
3: actually an interesting thing I I don't know if who would I who would I recommend this to like people would think exactly. there's something wrong With me if I yeah. recommended this to them. I, I would have great to like movie throw it you. on at
1: night Alex recommended it to the three of us I guess yeah, well, yeah. Which is awesome. Because otherwise,
3: we never would have had a chance to see it. Like, who the fuck yeah, would exactly. recommend? What kind of weird British weirdo would recommend a movie like this? Alright. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: All right. Um, so I guess we we're on uh, heading on to questions now.
3: Yeah, oh, boy. good, good. Yeah, Ask questions something. on the Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. Reddit.com slash r slash sardonicast. Question thread there. Get them. Get them. You guys got questions? Adam said he had questions. I want to see. No, I was asking if you have questions. I thought you said you had questions too at the beginning. No, well, I said I had
0: questions for Quentin, and I and I snuck them in over the course of this podcast. I was asking Quentin Quentin a bunch of questions.
1: Yeah, those were good questions, Ben. I like those. Where'd you get those? Good job, Adam.
0: I got them for my special place. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. Thank you got you. some. I'm can, bowing right now. Some. I know yeah, you can't yeah, tell, yeah. but I'm bowing.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Alex.
2: So our first one here is from Willie Butts, who says, Ooh. "Which anticipated film has disappointed you the most?" Ooh. Um, I uh, I'll, I'll start so you guys oh have a, a bit of time. Good, good. Um, as of late, it was probably Alien Covenant. Um, I don't know why oh I had hope That's considering like Prometheus and. Other stuff Ridley Scott has done, but I just thought, you know what? This is the same director as the original. The Alien franchise has been a complete mess up until this point. Maybe this is one where we can kind of turn it around and go back to basics. Nope. Nope. It's one of my least favorite Alien films. That film is abysmal. No, it's
3: awful. It's really <laughs> bad. Insult. Yeah, I was so angry watching Alien. that film. And not even consistent with Prometheus. Like, it, it pretends to no. answer all the questions of Prometheus, and it's like, I would like, have been wow, fine with it if it was up. like a proper
2: continuation of Prometheus, but it, <laughs> yeah. it
3: wasn't. It was also abandoned that one. Prometheus again, just shit. I was kind of hoping yeah. that it would at yeah. least
0: look nice, you know? Because Prometheus was well mm-hmm. shot, they, it had some great
3: yeah, cinematography. Prometheus had points. like a really interesting world, but yeah. then
0: that was all abandoned. It was so strange. Yeah.
2: Alien Covenant has possibly the worst use of like CGI in what's supposed to be a horror movie. A film of that caliber should have like the way it was shot. It was shot like an action movie instead of a horror movie. Um, So it was showing way too much of the like creature. I thought there was some decent kind of mood and atmosphere being built up. Then as soon as they show this stupid creature that looked (laughs) dreadful, was so goofy, was just jumping around like a fucking cartoon. Sunday morning cartoon. Did you like the character. part
3: where the the actor who played Doctor Manhattan and alien came out of him, and it was like a CG alien, and it did like the Jesus Christ did, cross thing? Why do that they keep really doing subtle. this?
2: They keep, yeah. Let's take this thing that, that yeah. Oh God, so annoying. Ridley Scott just completely ignoring or misunderstanding everything that made the original alien work, the mystery is what makes it work. Not having of the course. answers is what, is what makes things work. So, so Hollywood has this obsession with going back into the, the past of of stories that have already been told and the past uh-huh. is never as interesting. What what good prequels are there? Like, God, no I hate cares. that film.
3: Yeah. Mine would have to be, I guess recently, I saw Hot Summer Nights, mm. which was this indie film I was looking forward to about drug dealers. And I saw it uh, on VOD recently and very disappointing. Have you guys heard of this movie prior to me? No, no. No, Bring at it, all? I Timothy Chalamet, Vaguely. isn't it? What the? How the fuck do you say his name? <laughs> uh,
0: Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> the guy Chalamet. from Call
3: Me By Your Name. Yeah, Timothy Chalamet or whatever. Uh, and it, it was like, it was well shot. You could tell everyone really cared. The acting was good, but it really just the story itself was not worth telling. And it was really kind of dull and I didn't like it, Mm -hmm. which is a shame, because I was actually really looking forward to it. But that's the best answer I've got. A shame none of you guys have heard of it. I guess you never will, because it's not that good. (laughs) And it's not worth seeing. I'd searched it before, but... The trailer looked good. Oh, well. That's why I don't look at trailers, because they're always wrong.
1: I have an answer. Um, Mine's an adaptation, which I feel like is cheating, because it means you go on with a very specific expectation of the original um because you guys had much better answers in terms of just a standalone expectation but i it's a weird one uh Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter
3: oh okay i read the
1: oh, i yeah. read the book and as a history buff what i love about the book is that it's actually a very accurate discussion and representation of Abraham Lincoln you know mm-hmm. it deals with stuff like um Vampires. all the horrible tragedies <laughs> like like when Abraham Lincoln was young he like had so many tragedies like, his mom mysteriously died. He had, a, he had like, a fiancé he was head over heels in love with. And she suddenly died, like, in the exact same way. And, like, Abraham Lincoln was one of the only presidents where no one has any records of him going to church. He would say that he believed in God publicly, but he never, like, yeah. you know, he was never aligned to any church or anything. And the book is a really interesting discussion of that and an exploration of his life and as him him, like, fighting slavery and that sort of thing. And it just happens to be that for every gap where we don't know the explanation, it just, like, writes in vampires, you know? Well, obviously. So it's just like His, his mom oh, died yeah, because yeah. of vampires. His fiance died because of vampires. He hates slavery of uh, vampires, you know? So I wanted to see, like, a, a, a serious historical, you know, like, Steven Spielberg-esque historical movie that happened to have vampires in it, you know? And Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter the movie is, like, this boring wannabe superhero flick that doesn't do anything yeah interesting especially under the context of how much i liked the book it's just very forgettable like there's nothing memorable about that movie
3: yeah i totally agree with you yeah
1: and it it's just brown and
3: just boring and it yeah. be can't be yeah. fun yeah. if it had been can't be fun i could have seen it working but it
1: totally isn't it's, yeah. a, it's really i think that boring. came out the same year as lincoln you know yeah when i saw yeah. lincoln <laughs> all i like all I could think was like, oh god, I you know, just imagine Lincoln exactly the same except there are vampires in it. That's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's mine know.
4: though.
1: Well, um I I don't often
0: get disappointed for things that I'm excited for, that I'm hyped for. There are some examples I guess of directors that I'm looking forward to or excited about that have just started out and then it's like, oh, I guess their I guess their first movie was a fluke or whatever. The most recent example of something that I can think of, uh, where I'm actually was actually disappointed. I had no good reason to be excited at all. Uh, it was a film that I saw while I was in Montreal last week at uh, Fantasia Fest called mm-hmm. The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then The Bigfoot. And
3: oh, that movie. Okay. And, and so trailer,
0: this was the world it? premiere and it's starring Sam Elliott. And, um, Based on the title alone, even maybe debatably the poster, you would expect that the only way that movie could ever be made or the only way that it could work is if it's kind of like a self parody, like, I don't know, Hobo with a Shotgun or, you know, some sort of like, haha, killing Nazis, like almost Kung Fury or something. Something that's like over the top or at least self aware so that if corny, you know, yeah, corny intentionally and yeah. unfortunately the movie played itself very very seriously and and was Which not also be funny. good at all it no i i i it it could have worked as a serious movie i guess but it was just uh-huh. it was so incompetent at everything that it tried the <laughs> only the only decent part mm-hmm. of the movie was sam Elliott's performance and he did a fine job but the rest of the, it 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 spends so much fucking time on shit that doesn't matter we get, like, flashbacks where it's like, okay, we we start the movie with him almost killing Hitler, and then it goes to him, like, getting a haircut later, and he's just like, I'm sad that I, because of my past experiences, and it dwells on dwells on this shit for, like, 45 minutes, keeps going back to flashbacks, but instead, every time the flashback happens, it's like, it, it starts out before the first flashback started, so it's like, okay, well, what new information am I uh, getting, just him walking around, like... Oh no, the the Jews are going to Auschwitz in this train. But it's like I already knew he was there. I already saw him about to kill Hitler. And and then when Bigfoot happened, it was just like it was so unsatisfying. It was so just, ugh! What a what a fucking mess. I was I was mostly disappointed because I was visiting some friends and I brought them to the movie as well because I was like, well, I'm going to see this movie anyway. You want to come? It would have been really cool if we saw something that was like slightly entertaining but it was not so
3: yeah that's a shame I expected more from a movie with such a great title you would expect it to just not take itself seriously (laughs) yeah I think you I think if you see a movie
1: called what was it the
0: man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot
1: (laughs) I mean I think that's a shame that's a title that's too good because the movie's never going to be as good as the title makes you think it's going to be
3: yeah yeah what a shame oh well that was garbage I got I got another question here uh, this is from Koffrick. Oh, no. That, I'm not going to read that one. Sorry, my bad. Okay, this one's from... this. I read the wrong one. This one's from Rage High 42. What are your favorite guilty pleasure movie genres?
1: Oh, no, movie genre. genres. Let's just say movies. Yeah,
3: let's say Favorite movies. guilty pleasure movies.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I had prepared an answer for genres. Oh, yeah? Well, What's that... a genre? Say a genre, and then we we'll can do
3: movies after. We okay, so
1: I wanted to do, um, anime dubs from the 80s. Where, like, they try and change the plot of the anime. Oh,
3: I've seen those. Na- Can you name a few? Because I know this one. It's like the guy who
1: voices Nathan Drake does it. Oh, well. Nolan <laughs> North? <I think sighs> one of the more infamous ones in the community is is a movie that barely exists. Like, they canceled it. It's called it's Robotech the movie. Which uh-huh. is, like, they were adapting a movie called Megazone 23 Part 1. And they were just going to animate a new ending. Uh, and like through most of the way through production and like rewriting the script to make it fit with a different show like me. the people at canon films called them up and said hey this movie sucks um there's too many girls in it and there's not enough fight scenes so you you need to add in more robots oh, right okay and he goes he goes what the hell am this. i going to do what do you mean i need to add in more it's 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 not my movie i didn't make this <laughs> so he has to take like a he has to get take a different show Oh, that's and, awesome! And take scenes from the a different from a from like a sixteen millimeter animation TV yeah. show and, make and it cut work. it into a thirty three <laughs> millimeter anime film and try and make it coherent. And it's it's I think it's fascinating. And people always make fun of it, but it it was canceled and it just had a very limited VHS release in Europe. So I feel like making fun of it is like making fun of a kid on crutches because he can't walk straight. Yeah. That's I just think it's though. like, I'd it's a really, that. really what's weird, the, what's fascinating the, film. What's the name of this? I want to add this to my... It's called Robotech the Movie, and you're probably gonna have to find, like, a fan edit putting uh, it back together on YouTube or something.
3: Okay, I'll try to find that. I was thinking of the more, because there's, they do that, but they do it intentionally. Like, they, they rework all the dialogue to make it funny and make the show into a joke. Those are the ones I've seen. Oh,
1: okay. I, I've never I, yeah. seen, like, that shit. There that's was awesome. one on Adult Swim that was like that, yeah. Yeah,
3: I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I guess I can't right now. Someone will mention it on Reddit, and I'll approve it.
1: Be like, yep, yeah, that's I've, it. Anyway, um, I, I'll quickly add, I want to do a video about Robotech the movie just discussing the history. You totally should. But it's so complex, because it totally changed, like, an entire franchise, that I'm, I'm worried that people are just going to get lost in me explaining it. But, yeah, I, I'll consider it. Awesome.
0: I, I guess I do actually have a genre, and that would be trauma-esque, shitty, low-budget horror films that don't take themselves seriously, but at the same time don't even try. So there's <laughs> there's just a bunch of hot garbage that comes out of people that you can tell have no real vision, and they're just doing it because they think it's fun. And I, I, I feel like I, there's a lot of... Uh, it, it's a little difficult to sift through the, the bullshit, but you get some really funny ones in there, you know? Um, there's yeah. there's a movie called uh, I Spit Chew on Your Grave, and it's like an hour <laughs> an hour long, and it's I think you can find it on YouTube. Directed so by this guy named Wait, uh, well, it's 2008, and oh, it looks okay. like it was just filmed with some friends, but you can like buy it on Amazon, I guess. Like, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's a, awesome. there's a lot of great. Funny moments and lines in that movie, but it's like it looks like shit. Like there, are, there are points where it's like you can barely tell what's happening because the lighting's so bad. Like they're filming it on a handy cam, but there's some funny moments in it. There's also uh, mm-hmm. like fetish dolls die laughing, which is a, a, a pretty funny one where the villain uh, tickles them to death. Um, oh, it that awesome. was a, that was a pretty good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, shit like that. That's that's. Kind of a guilty pleasure genre if I were to pick movie. I would probably say something like crank But I almost don't want to because I actually I still like crank as a movie. I think it succeeds at what it tries to do whereas yeah, something crank like, is like a genuinely great. movie, Yeah something something like these it's like It's difficult to convince other people to watch them unless you've just got a room full of drunk people and you put it on You know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and then people yeah, enjoy I mean. it, but just you know because it's bad you have to have the right crowd You know
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, Uh
2: I don't know if it counts as a genre, but the D- Dwayne Johnson movies count Ooh. as a genre. <laughs>
3: yeah, dude, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Nicolas Cage movies. So yeah, I totally really? go with the person. Those are yeah. genres. Yeah,
2: I'll agree with that.
1: Have you ever seen the earliest film Dwayne? J- one of the earliest films he did. He was he plays like a tooth fairy. Oh god, yeah, yeah. that's a classic. That, that wasn't like
0: fairy? pre Mummy though, was it? Like the Scorpion King.
1: I think it was post, but it was like one of his first things he did after WWE. Yeah. I the think. Tooth Fairy. Yeah.
3: That was like his weird kids movie phase where yeah. he was just doing a bunch yeah. of kids movies like a uh, nice to family Mountain friendly
1: and, and that I think yeah. I think I think one of you guys said on an earlier podcast something brilliant which is uh, that all Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies look like like the trailers for those look like fake yeah yeah. Like if someone was gonna make about a movie about Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing a hack actor, every Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie trailer looks like a fake trailer they would make for that they movie. Do. Yeah,
3: they do. Looks like the I, beginning trailers from Tropic Thunder*. I'd go as
2: far to say is that Dwayne Johnson has never been in a good movie, yeah. aside from maybe *Moana*. Yeah, that's like the. I wouldn't the, even consider *Moana* a, a good movie,
0: but okay,
3: really? That's the only yeah, one I could see I someone like making a case for. Mm-hmm. I and he never good. plays a character; he just plays Dwayne Johnson.
2: You know what like I'm sick of with, with The Rock there, but he keeps- Oh, God, he's bringing he's me back sellable, he, he's, really he's sellable, man. He's really sellable. I like him. He's the same he's character a, he's every He's a genuinely likable guy. I like his to the figure. the point where- I, the, scht, the schtick he has <laughs> where, like, every character in the movie is like, Wow, Rock, God, your arms are huge. Well, do that thing with your pecs, buddy. <laughs> mm, and just yeah. in every film he does it, and it's like, <laughs> It must be great being The Rock. He just turn, it turns up to set, and they're like, Oh, man, you're so cool. Here, take 50 million dollars. Gives him a yeah, nuggly. Yeah. And he's, to and he's supposed to
3: be, he's always playing like an everyman. Like, oh, in uh, the Rampage, he's just a zoologist Which or in skyscraper. Sense. He's like, like he's some tech consultant. Meanwhile, he's this fucking huge Samoan yeah. man. It's like, it doesn't like, make any sense. I, I don't you understand gotta cast him to as like a fucking awesome. Yeah, like he's you gotta cast builder. him as a ranger. He's huge. Or like, yeah, a bodybuilder. You can't just cast him as a normal guy. What? Like, what is he insane? Address yes, like do. a fucking helicopter pilot? The swole guy? <laughs> that's Sky what he does Draper. for a living. He Fuck. flies helicopters. Give
1: me a break. How many years until he becomes self conscious and starts doing things like the Happiness movie? Like he starts yeah. like doing, he, he <laughs> mm-hmm. like plays a serial killer. I hope it would so. Hurt
2: his image too much.
0: Yeah, yeah that's he needs is every to stay family friendly, and he also needs to do things where he doesn't actually have to act much. Yeah, because he's yeah. like he as soon himself. as he's required to show real emotion, I think people will clue in. Well, yeah. he's clearly
3: not a good actor. People like his personality, which is fine. Yeah. I get that. God bless him. He seems like a likable guy. Yeah. It's just... Well, he he, he, he was a WWE a star. He yeah. He's
1: a WWE star. And WWE stars are just like Power Rangers villains. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all that, That's about as much depth as
3: they have as human beings. <laughs> and, and t- in context of the show, anyway. Should I answer this question? Should you? Should I answer it? You, you said Nicolas oh, Cage yeah. movies, but you oh, didn't Oh, yeah. Mention. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage movies, yeah. And that's not a genre, but... Anything Nicholas Nicolas is. Cage. It's, it's like a, yeah, it y- you never know what you're going to get. Because sometimes you get a great movie. You get a Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Or you get a uh, Vampire's Kiss, which is like great, but it's also terrible at the same time. And mm-hmm. then sometimes you get a National Treasure, which is a meme. Like, he's got <laughs> such a great, versatile mm-hmm. portfolio that you never know what you're going to get with him. And that's the magic of Nicolas Cage. That's a really good point. <laughs> uh-huh. Totally magical the opposite man. of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson, you're always going to get crap. <laughs> yeah.
2: Guaranteed.
1: Can I recommend a question? Cuz I read really, and sure. I kind of liked. Okay, awesome. yeah. Do it. I I read the I read the top one. Uh maybe you guys skipped this for a reason, but it was something like what are your favorite movies that were never finished? Like what if you had if you could see one movie that wasn't finished, just like a version of it oh. that's done? Like what would it be? Hodoreski's Dune. Yeah, that's the go-to.
2: Yeah,
0: well, elaborate, him I don't know if I have to. Basically, uh, Alejandro Hodorowski was going to make a version of Dune, and there's a documentary called Hodorowski's Dune that explains the entire process. Very great documentary, very interesting watch. Not just interesting, but really funny too. And the concepts that he yeah. had for this film were just so crazy and out there. And obviously, this is the director of my favorite movie, The Holy Mountain. So I would have loved to have seen this. It it it, it paints this picture of like fanboy hype in everyone's minds that watches this documentary going i wish i could watch this movie but it will never exist you know yeah i i just i recommend watching the movie to understand exactly uh what it was going to be or what it was trying to be very ambitious
3: denny villeneuve is making villeneuve dune Villeneuve. oh yeah. he's making dune It's gonna be two movies. I'm happy about that. And Timothy I trust him Timothy Chalonet whatever the fuck his name is He is Timothy Mozambique. He's in it. So that's gonna be dope. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah.
1: The reason I brought this up is because I'm honestly like fascinated by like lost media or unproduced media or like defunct things. And I've done a lot of reading on things that almost existed. And I'm gonna choose this isn't like my favorite probably, but it's one that really fascinates me and it keeps me up at night that I don't know what this would have been like. So, the Beatles basically made two films, and they were supposed to make three, and it's often debated if any of their other, like, half films count as the third film. Oh, yeah. But originally, what the third film was going to be was, the Beatles were going to work with Stanley Kubrick to adapt J.R.R. Tolkien's Uh, Lord of the Rings. What? (laughs) (laughs) That would have been crazy. The Beatles and Stanley Kubrick were going to make Lord of the Rings. Isn't wow. that
0: insane? Starring Yoko Ono <laughs> that's <awesome>. as Sauron.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know how I'd never heard
1: of that. That's so um, awesome. I think I think he wouldn't sign over the rights was why it didn't get done. So maybe it oh. didn't get too far into production, but the, like that's an infamous thing. Man, yeah. that that almost got done.
0: Yeah, Stanley Kubrick's AI would be a great unfinished movie answer here too.
3: I was going to say Because my answer was Stanley Kubrick, too. It's Napoleon, because he was going to make a biopic about Napoleon Napoleon Bonaparte, which would have been very similar to Barry Lyndon, I assume. And he did a fuck ton of research. He has, uh, in the Stanley Kubrick Museum, there are, like, just, it's a whole dresser of notes and facts. He had, like, researchers and historians look up everything about Napoleon. So he had this guy's entire life in front of him, and he was just going to make a movie about it. And it never happened, of course, because he died. And like the project fell through and they, they, it, it had fallen through before in the past, but he was thinking of doing it after eyes wide shut, but it just never happened.
1: I heard insane. that he, um, he saw a different Napoleon movie, which is also famously really in depth and like one of the best military, militaristic recreations ever put to film. And oh. he was sort of a, he was sort of like upset that it was good. Why? <laughs> <Fry. laughs> that makes sense. Can you imagine dedicating like your whole life to wanting to make a really good Napoleon movie? And then seeing a some, someone else also do it, mm-hmm. it'd and be really it's, upsetting. Like, pretty
3: good, and it's going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I guess that's part of the reason too. Do you do you know the movie by chance? What it what it is? Because I'd be interested to hear it. Or, I know or that um,
1: history buffs that. history buffs did a video on it. Okay, I don't know. I'll
3: we'll have to check that out.
1: I would love to see Stanley Kubrick's AI entirely to put to bed this that eternal debate of because oh, AI really? is such a complicated film. It's like Kubrick was inspired by Spielberg when he was making the movie and then Spielberg was trying to adapt Kubrick's inspiration of Spielberg's work, and there's this huge debate over, like, at what point did the movie fall apart, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Or how much of it was him, even.
1: Like, yeah. like, do you blame Spielberg for the bad bits,
0: or is it... I blame Spielberg for all the bad bits. Yeah, I do, too. it's an easy way to look at the situation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, I heard that the the ending, that sappy romantic ending, I heard that was Kubrick... Wanting to do like a Spielberg ending,
3: mm. yeah. But I think Kubrick would uh, have, I'd had some level of irony to it or yeah. sarcasm. It all it. depends like, on it how it's, been, it would have been clear,
0: like the tone of the music and how it's shot. Yeah, you know? like there's so much. The Shining that's, that's is kind that. of
3: the Shining also makes fun of that kind of you know simplistic family dynamic and all the characters mm-hmm. act like sitcom characters, but he puts some of these horrible situations. Like there would have been a hint that it was self-aware. And in AI, the Spielberg version, there's no hint of that because Spielberg does that basically no matter what. So in the context of a Spielberg movie, it's like, okay, he's doing his same shit again. He's doing his schmaltzy crap. Yeah. Alex, did you have another
0: answer or is it you just going yeah, to I rescue dune?
2: No, I had one. Um, speaking of your weird Beatles, Lord of the Rings crossover, I really wanted to see uh, Guillermo del Toro's The Hobbit. That fell oh, through yeah,
1: the-
3: I forgot. Oh. Shit, Lindsay Ellis cool. has a fantastic Fuck. video on that.
1: Uh, oh, okay. yeah, that's like that's oh, I recommend that series to so many people so often. It's yeah. like yeah. such a good. She did a great job with that. She did a really good job,
3: mm-hmm, I'll put that in the description. i have seen
0: it in the recommended videos, but have not clicked on it yet.
3: You totally should. It's really interesting. I think I the will process how it all fell apart yeah. it was all it all came down to money of course <laughs> shocker of course <laughs> mm-hmm. that's Kaching. what it yeah. always comes down to mm-hmm,
2: I just think. Because what we got in the end was like a rushed, like Peter Jackson had no time. He had no pre-production like he did for Lord of the Rings. He had yeah. like a couple years pre-production to really develop his ideas. But he was just rushed into this deal with these three films. Could have easily just been one, that whole story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I reckon just one, like maybe two and a half hour Hobbit film from Guillermo del Toro with his just insane, like set design and yeah. production would have been really interesting to see it didn't it wouldn't even need to like fit into the established lord of the rings yeah. universe or anything but that that's probably why it fell through he's too too unique of a well, visual storyteller for that kind of thing to to gel with probably what the well, warner bros or whoever owns the rights to it would have wanted from that franchise
3: sorry yeah, they wanted to play it safe.
0: you're too good yeah exactly
3: just have peter jackson do it again that's what they always say yeah <laughs> or they go uh with uh, Alien. Let's just have Ridley Scott do it again. Yeah,
2: that'll work.
3: Why don't you let someone else try? No, let's just let Ridley Scott do it again.
2: When the passion is gone, like, you need someone with ideas, fresh perspective to come in and put their vision on it, not just rush someone in who happened to do a really good job the previous time.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you guys think of the sudden trend of, like, I mean, you know, there's this new thing where, like, they take a film from the 80s and then they do, like, a really like a sudden sequel. So, you know, so, like, they're doing it with terminator they got the original like director to do terminator and they're doing it with halloween yeah
0: jamie lee curtis is in it again
1: yeah great as like, a she grandma do you think that's just like a distraction, or do you think that adds anything to it, bringing the same person in to do it like a sequel? It's just you know? it's just another yeah. marketing thing. It's,
3: people will like it's it if we bring the
0: same people back. Right? It makes it feel marketing like it's, towards yeah. the people that remember and are fans of the original. It's the exact same shit we were talking about earlier with Disney and their stupid live-action remakes. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. It's like, just make a new movie. Yeah. Make a movie like Halloween. You're you have to blame to the audience, film. though. That's what makes films... Yeah, well, because if people I, didn't see this they shit, they well. wouldn't
0: do it. You know, uh, people keep yeah, seeing it. Yeah, right. That's why they keep getting made.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, these don't do well, do they? Not all of them. Yeah, a lot I of feel the like they just, don't. Like, a lot of them flop. I, I guess. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess it's a safer bet than than putting money yeah. in recycling a, in an original IP's original idea. Although, look at Hereditary or something. That movie made like sixty million dollars, and it's this original horror. Film. Sixty million is nothing mm-hmm. when you're. Talking about
0: like the studio bigwigs who are recycling through old IPs, trying to figure out what they want to make next. Yeah, you know, it's like not even the budget.
3: Yeah, but how how much can a Halloween
1: remake? You make? know, I mean, I've always way. said, and I know financially this makes no sense. I'm not dumb. I've always said they should remake bad movies and make them good movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much I would kill to see like? And this sounds ridiculous. I would love to see like a competent remake of Manos: The Hands of Fate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, just, like, too. take the lore and just make it kind of a scary movie. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. The
2: setups, though.
3: What they usually do is people just take those bad ideas and make them into something great. Like, Under the Skin, they took all those cliché alien abduction movies. Yeah, Species and that shit, where women seduce the men and they eat their bones or something. <laughs> <laughs> they took that and made mm-hmm. it, like, this weird fucking art film. So I mean,
1: a lot of, like, famous, a lot of beloved films are secretly remakes. Like, The Thing yeah. is a yeah. remake.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And that's a classic. I love the thing. I think. The thing I don't have any other time. examples, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Where's it? that, was just inspired. Yeah. There's all these directors who are inspired by campy B movies. I mean, that's what George Lucas and Spielberg did. They watched all those campy movies from the '40s and '50s, and they made them into modern day blockbusters, and they gained huge yeah. success from that. Not a direct remake, obviously, but clearly inspired by that stuff. We
0: need a competent remake of Howard the Duck. That's <laughs> right.
1: James yeah, Gunn, get on happen. it! Oh wait,
0: oh sorry. <laughs> Oops. I don't think he's blacklisted wait, wait, it's everywhere, happen? though. I think he's just blacklisted no, no, he'll be in back. like Disney, and he might even get a job with Disney at some point in the future.
1: Disney owns forty percent of the film industry. I think that's well, what, that's what not forty percent of the film yeah.
0: industry. Forty percent of like the box office at this point.
1: Oh, box office, yeah, yeah because they own they own everything, including yeah. Fox. they don't
0: own forty percent mm-hmm. of every movie being made, but they own forty yeah, yeah, percent of the money that obviously. movies make.
1: 'Cause uh, everyone's making movies in their backyards. Yeah. Exactly. Which is
3: awesome. I encourage it. <laughs> you can make Absolutely. a movie easier today than ever
0: before. Mm-hmm. Independent and cheaper. Independent filmmakers are on the rise. Go hit up A twenty four and be like, yo, I've got this really weird horror movie. Can you please make a trailer for it that makes it seem like it's a cliched horror movie that everybody's seen so that when people see it in theaters they hate it but critics really like it hell yeah
3: but they gotta make money adam that's like what keeps the industry going if they didn't do that the movie wouldn't make money and this then
1: the industry would fall apart so our economy would collapse, fuck so you people <laughs> we're gonna lie to you
0: <laughs> all right i guess that's it for uh questions that's it, yeah. And uh, I guess before we end the the podcast, there is a film recommendation for next episode. Um, yes, yes, yes. It's my turn, right? Oh
3: boy! Mm-hmm. It okay. is your turn. Good. Go for it. Well, because
0: you were saying yes, and so I was like, "Uh oh, did I accidentally?" Skip oh no, 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 no! It's your turn. I was just <laughs> you're, excited. You're excited to see what what you're for a movie me. from me. Why? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if anybody wants to join in on the discussion for this film in uh, two weeks from now on our next episode, be sure to watch it. It's a film called uh, La Planète Sauvage. Otherwise, English title, you'll find it as uh, Fantastic Planet. It's an animated movie from 1973, directed by René Um Ooh. I think it won the palm d'Or. It won something, it can. I'm pretty sure it won the palm d'Or, But um, okay. it won something. I don't remember. But uh, I would, yeah, I mean... Uh, it's a sh- it's a short movie. Um, I I wouldn't look up much about it. I guess like don't watch any trailers. I know you guys probably never really do. Just mm-hmm. experience it, and uh, it'll be a I'm sure an interesting discussion. Yeah, I I'm about to awesome. s- I'm about to suggest something though. By the way, neither of you have seen this, right? No. Nah. No. Okay. I'm about to suggest um, since the movie is only like seventy two minutes long. There's also um, a 10-minute short film that was made before this movie from the same director. And if you guys are interested in watching that as well to add to the discussion, not like we'll run out of things to discuss very quickly with this film, but I figure the short film beforehand, uh, Les Escargot, or I think it's called The Snails, 1966, yeah. same director, Oh. if uh, it, it it's actually on the uh, Criterion Blu-ray uh, there is a uh, copy of that on the special features might be able to find it online either way if if we can watch that that would be cool Cool so check Thanks. it out for next week. It Fantastic also won Planet. it
3: won it won the special award at Cannes Film Festival. Mm. That's what it won. So won something. <laughs> Not the Palme d'Or, but it won something at Cannes. So that's Yeah, exactly. It's an achievement. Thank awesome. you all for listening
0: very much. Uh, thank you to our very special guests, Quentin Reviews. You were fab. Mm-hmm. You were great. Oh, thanks. Do you, thanks. Have, thanks uh, for me. Do you have anything you'd yeah. like to plug other than your channel? I realized we should start doing uh, that.
1: I think I have a YouTube wiki page that has a sentence or two. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Cool. If you want to support the podcast, go to sardonicast.com two dollars a month will get you the episodes early or patreon.com slash sardonicast you can help support the show and they will be up when they are edited thank you all for listening any closing statements or last words any any final thoughts no
3: i came oh god Uh, that's all you need oh
0: no that's a good way to end it Fucking yep. dog licking up jizz and kissing somebody. Anyway, <laughs> fuck off. This <laughs> oh, oh, hilarious, dude. Yummy. That's bad. All right. Bye, bye everybody. <laughs> bye, bye. Goodbye. 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 Right. Right. Goodbye.